from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, I have my review of Zero Tolerance Collection, and Nintendo keeps just giving us the small bits of their dissected direct. I pretty much got two games for free this week. And I sort of bought the same game twice. <laughs> get two carts is that what you mean i did i I thought maybe you did okay 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 okay. yeah should we just jump into it i got them right here yeah do it well welcome to nintendo made podcast episode 329 your place to hear nintendo fans talk about uh physical things with wheels that we get that are finally well the one of us got that's finally half off but we are your hosts i'm trey zero tolerance for zero tolerance johnson i'm jeremy batteries hate me Mikowski. And I'm John, living room racer knitter. I want I, I want you to video to somehow tape yourself because we've never you've never showed us what your apartment looks like like on a video tour or anything. We we only saw like one picture of your entertainment center. Okay. And and you like record in a closet even though you have oh, the whole God. apartment you could record wherever <laughs> it's your apartment. You know. I'll do the video uh, uh, Mario Kart tour. But I want to see. Yeah, I want I want you to place. Yeah, I want you to race around the apartment. Like, can you like? I guess you don't have a capture card. I mean, I literally just screen capture the game. You can screen yep. capture the game. You can do like 30 second captures and yep. all that, right? Like you normally would. Yeah, do some of those yep. and send them to the Slack. I want to see what it looks like. I do sure. But yeah, tell the people at home what you got. Yeah, so I was at Target uh, the other day. I was just trying to buy some clothes. And as I do when I when I run my Target, I sw- swung by the video game section to see what was up. And what was up was that the Mario Kart live uh, home circuit was down to $60 at Target off of from $100. And so without even thinking about it, well, I guess I'm getting that. I picked up the Luigi set because Luigi is my favorite between the two uh, Mario brothers. So I went for Luigi. Oh, yeah. And, and, and on the video, yeah, that it's it, it's actually... So little. It's a lot smaller. It yeah, it's a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. For some reason, I thought it was like twice the size of that. Me too. Because, I mean, there's been various Mario Kart toys, remote control Mario Karts, and some of them are a little bit bigger. For people who are, you know, most people listening to this, just audio, uh, you, you did a comparison on the Slack, but yep. the cart size is about the same size as like the uh, as the 8-bit Doe Pro Controller or like the regular yep. Nintendo Pro Controller. So like a regular controller right. size is pretty much how big it is, like just to give like you an front, idea right? of how big it is. Pretty much. Yeah, like you could set this on a DVD case and, you know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't hang over the edge of the DVD case. It would be like about the same size. Yeah, and it's it's cute and it looks really good and I don't know, it, it sits nicely on a shelf and, and more importantly, it, it really drives well and, and uh, the game is a lot of fun. In fact, it was so much fun uh, that I just went back to Target the next day today and I bought Mario too. So oh, I got Mario as well. I, th- I was uh, I was hoping that maybe, well, I was thinking that maybe you would have got it because like, like they're both doing deals. It's like Target days, but it's also like... Yep. Amazon Prime Day or whatever. Yeah. Because Amazon was selling them for 50 so I thought maybe yeah. you got the other one off that. But Right. Well, two things. One is that I didn't want to buy off Amazon because I'm leaving town in two days. Sure. And so 
it would just be sitting on my porch. But the other thing was that I went on Amazon to check for that $50 and they're sold out of it. Oh, okay. like, I mean, there's all different oh, makes sense. Yeah. There's different sellers and stuff. You know, you can get it for fifty-seven dollars or or even more seventy-five dollars, whatever. But the fifty-dollar deal is sold out. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's that for that. I never really, I never really do anything for Prime Day because none of it really matters, and I don't care about physical things. But I saw them. You know, all the games I already have, they were selling for like twenty dollars less or something like that. Like like the main like Mario Kart and uh, and like Mario 3D World and stuff like that. You could get like mm-hmm. for like forty and like Animal Crossing and stuff that you know everybody has already. And I th- I think like a decent deal was they were selling um like the, a lot of the SD cards are on sale. Jeremy, I know you're still kind of rocking a, a pretty small one. I think yeah. right. Because even like because I think the 500 gig one is pretty cheap. I know. Well, the the like the the one the terabyte one is like a hundred. It's like 109, which I don't remember how much we got ours for, John. But it must have been around that. But it is yeah, mine like, for 150. Oh, okay. So that's that's much less than that. So so I mean, I, I thought they had some pretty decent deals as far as that goes. So yeah, I have not. Um, it's not a good time for me to be on Amazon Prime Day, but you, you'll hear about it. Cause well I I think I think the I thought the five hundred one was maybe selling for like thirty or forty like much like much cheaper you know I mean if you were still rocking like the one twenty eight or something like that it'd be worth mm-hmm. getting the five hundred because that's at least like two or three times whatever you have you know so I will eventually there wasn't really anything I found uh yeah I mean those Mario Karts I don't really care about them but you've tried See, them it, but you've tried them so tell us about tried, them. Yeah. So got, got I, I guess I was of the same opinion. Definitely when it was $120, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I really want this. I mean, I, I wanted it, but it's just a lot of money. And I, now that I've played it, though, I think it actually, it, it does a great job of of approximating a full Mario Kart game. I mean, it, it's a it, it's as full a Mario Kart game as it could be given given its, its constrictions, right? You're always going to have basically one course, which is your house. You can set it up in different ways. You can move your gates around and create new courses in that way, but it is always going to be kind of the same, right? But what they do to make it seem different is that they have all these different themes, and they do a really good job of of making the themes different enough that you kind of want you kind of want to see what what the next theme is. And, and there's different um, there's different effects to certain tracks. Like there's a ghost. There's there's a there's a boo level, and if you hit a boo, you're screen will turn upside down so you're driving upside down now yeah you know all that sort of nintendo magic all that little all those little novelties little surprises they're all there it really is a a a well-polished package and you're definitely worth 60 dollars. i would say it's probably even worth the full hundred dollars you know that's just i I didn't want to i didn't i didn't want to spend that that kind of money um at the time but but it, it hit me you know, by surprise, and it was like, oh, sixty dollars. It's there, right there. And you know, yoink, put it in my basket before I even thought about it. And I, I just, I'm, I'm very happy with. That. I was so happy with it. I went and basically bought it again the next day. I don't think you can just put it in your basket because isn't it like locked between behind like the glass? Doesn't doesn't it, it have that it yours? I mean, some of some of them were but... in, in Chicago. They're they're locked behind a thing, like with switch lights and the regular switches and all that. It's kind of locked in a thing that you have to. Have yeah, some of them were behind the case, but some of them were out and they were spider wrapped too. They had a little security alarm thing on them. Oh, okay, so I put that in my basket, and uh, I'm happy that I did. I really, I really enjoy it. Um, talking a little bit more about about the the game and the box. What you you get inside it? You get the cart. You get four gates. They're they're cardboard. 
which I was kind of, I, I knew that was the case, but I was kind of like, what? I, I, wish, I wish they were plastic. But truthfully, you you can make the gates out of whatever you want because you can go on Nintendo's website and you can print up the, the AR images that are necessary for the game to run and stick them on whatever you want. I mean, but you can drive like under whatever in your house, right? It doesn't necessarily right. need to be need to be a gate. Like you could, like if you had like a like a chair or whatever, you could like make that part of the race, right? Like you could, or I guess yeah. it would, you or would it only just be like that? You would see that you went under it, and it wouldn't register the same way that a gate would. I don't understand like why, what the why point need, of the gates well, are. Why you need the gates is that's basically how the game knows where you are on the course. As far as the video game, right? Oh, okay. So it's tracking how it tracks the car, right? That's so, so then it probably recalibrates each time you go through a gate. Yeah. So, like, if you're off of wherever the quote-unquote track is, does the car like start going slower? Like, even though it's not in the grass or whatever, does it act like? Does the Lakito lift you up and make the car float in midair? Yeah. It doesn't go slower. In fact, there's not even really any. So, so it, here, here's what you do to, when you start the game you're going to put out your four gates wherever you want in the house. And then uh, on the actual software, you know, with your controller in hand, looking at the screen, you're going to drive your cart around and, it, and Lakitu puts paint on your wheels. So you're going to drive the course to create, basically draw the course in your house. Oh, okay. You go around one lap okay. through the gates, one, two, three, four. And once you get back to that first gate, now your, your course is set and the game knows exactly where the course you've drawn is right um and then at each of the gates when you're actually racing you have you could drive wherever you want you could you could go off the, that course that you 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 drew it doesn't punish you or anything like that but you have to hit gates one two three and four and also at the gates that's where you get the power-ups so you want to drive through the gates i mean does it and in the way that you said that it was kind of like a mario kart it isn't like i mean it isn't like the regular ones right where you do where you have like your 50 100 cc 150 oh, cc but i mean does there's, it is it like is, the yes. same one where where once you beat all the cups you get like an extra special cup or something like that or you can unlock extra racers like it doesn't have like that type of thing right that you would see in a normal mario kart where you unlock different carts and characters or whatever like from you know playing it over and the over only cards you're going to get are mario and luigi yeah it's only the ones that you bought but i mean maybe and you're you could, racing against yeah. the koopalings right uh but you 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 earn uh different like outfits different bits for your car just like you would in mario kart you earn different wheels like i just earned the 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 mario builder set like from mario maker so i'm yellow hatted mario make maker mario um you earn different songs they call them radio stations in this one but you can have like the moo moo Medio- meadows radio station yeah uh you earn different bits and pieces just like you would for mario kart um there are different uh, different courses that are different, um, excuse me, like, like cups. There's different cups uh, with three races each, three different kinds of themes and all that. But you still have to build them, right? Like the like they're like they're not obviously not yeah. set in there. So, you so still, every time every yeah. time you start at the game, you're going to have to redraw your your course. That's the first you know, three minutes of of the game is just you know redrawing your course, whatever. But then you can play that as many times as you want, and, and it'll throw different themes on there depending on what, what uh, cup you pick. And then there's also different, there's different CCs too. So your cart will actually physically go faster. If you choose, you know, 50 versus hundred or 150 or 200, your physical cart will actually speed up, which is pretty cool. Oh, weird. Yeah. And you get different items, different items will affect the speed of your cart. You get like, if you get a bullet bill, your cart goes as fast as it's probably going to go. 
I, I would be interested to see how fast it could go because I mean the bullet bill is like a you know it's like a blur like in the actual game, and I, I'm sure the, right. the physical cart doesn't go that quick. And it's funny to watch the the game versus on the monitor versus the cart in real life because the game on the monitor feels just like any other Mario Kart where like well I'm really going fast and you know like it'll have the blur effects and Mario going whoa and you really feel like he's going fast and then you look down at this and little it's like cart scooting around your living room floor. It's like a little wind-up toy going, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I always figured it was like it's going to be as fun as how much you put into it. Which, I mean, it could it it could have been a really fun like streaming thing for people to be like, oh, here's like what my house looks like, and here's all these crazy mm-hmm. shit that I built like out of that. And yeah, I just like I, I mine would just be a loop in the living room. It's like, well, actually, know, so I don't my... have a, I don't have a whole lot of yeah, and also I don't really have a, I don't think I have the patience or creativity to. Try. I mean, I do have cats, and you don't have cats. I think, I like, think you should give it cat, a try. Cats I, do I make it, a... it more interesting because you can try to run Definitely. into them while you're while you're you racing, do, and, and they, you won't do a, they won't register as a as a thing. That middle room at your place would probably work well for for a track tree. Yeah. I, I just remember when uh, when Janet got it, and they have they have that cat Bruce, and you know, oh, I think, I think cat, Bruce was the star of that video. I, I think Bruce got hit a couple of times. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you don't have a it, it adds a lot to it to have a big cat like in there, you yeah. know, like if you had it in your place, Jeremy, with the three cats and all that, like adds a lot more personality to it. I'm just saying you got to get a, you got to, you got to get a cat now, John. So your cat can chase I the know. Mario Kart thing. I'm going to take it over to my sister's house. She has a dog. I mean, the dog might be a little. I was wondering if it, your nephew so. had seen it yet. That was what I was going to ask. Not yet. So that's probably, probably... why I bought the second oh, one. Oh yeah. Cause well, it, cause it'd be a lot of fun. Them. Be a lot of fun for him. Yeah. I'm sure. He's probably going to lose his mind. Like as a kid, I can't imagine how cool that'd be to a kid. Right. And he's still at the age where he doesn't necessarily hear of things that mm-hmm. are out there. Like he probably doesn't some, know. It sometimes he's starting yeah. to hear of them. Like, like I brought over, um, I forget what game I brought over the other, oh, Mario strikers. And he was like, Oh, that's that Mario soccer game. I saw on TV. And that took a little bit of the joy out of it for me. It was like, oh, I wanted to like show him, introduce it to him, but I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe he hasn't heard of this Mario Kart game. So it'd be kind of cool to show it to him, but I give it my full hearted endorsement. I think, I think both of you guys would enjoy this, especially at $60. If it's not going to be at $60, you know, permanently, I'd say consider jumping on it. Even if it's a $60 cat toy. I think I think you're right it. that it's getting liquidated or, or whatever. So yeah, that was my uh, suspicion. Well, I mean, they, they did that with the Labo stuff too, right? Where they like, mm-hmm. where they cut it down just to try to get rid of it and get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to, got to make, got to make the way for wave two. <laughs> Super Mario Kart I mean, eight, whatever the fuck that's going to happen. I mean, look how, how cool these look these are like the best quality mario kart toys ever made so if you, even if you just want to sit on your shelf for 60 dollars, that's a nice little I wonder, investment i wonder if anyone's hacked it to use it like a webcam or you know something like that probably have functionality i mean it's it had, got a, it i think a it's got like a it. weird like is it like a fisheye lens or is there something about the lens that makes things appear bigger or whatever you know what i mean like maybe i mean I'm not sure what the lens is. I mean, it might, I'm not sure if it's a fisheye effect or that it's just, you know, a camera that low to the ground just, you know, makes everything seem huge. Maybe some post-processing is making it look a certain way. I don't know, but it, it looks good. Mm-hmm. I, I do actually have it. a, I mean, it, it's back there somewhere, but I, I do actually have a Mario Kart, like a remote control Mario Kart that I got like a long time ago, like mm-hmm. probably almost like 20 years ago. But it worked pretty well. Like it's like a you know with a little controller, and it has like a big Mario in a cart, and you can race it around. It's pretty cool. It's up, it's up there somewhere. But yeah, and I thought that was pretty detailed. If you could get some video clips, especially like two player, I'm very interested in seeing that. 
Yeah, I don't even know. Like, oh, yeah. how would you even do it if you have two carts? Like, did it's, you even figure that out? Vertical. Weird. Do you? I guess you probably don't know yet. You probably if you have to paint it with both cars or just one beforehand. Probably just one. I, I, mean, think. I would think just one. Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me of the way they do, like a you know, like like a Mario Maker. You know, we have to like beat your own level before you can put it online. Yeah, like same sort of thing. Like you gotta you gotta make right. it through the race once before it becomes a real race. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's a little bit of setup before you play. So, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of, you know, what we always talk about of having a, a game just on your switch, you know, where you can just yeah. fire it up anytime. Now you have to do a little bit of work, but it's not that much of a pain. Like I just played it right before the podcast and, you know, I only had 30 minutes. I was like, Oh, let me take a minute and set this up within three minutes. I was up and running and having a good time. I'd imagine you'd want to like maybe sweep or something because you don't want the dust. Yeah. Anymore. Especially with yeah. cats, like I have, like there's just like little cat hairs floating everywhere that would just get coming oh, up the works, probably. Oh, I know. Yeah, it is a game that makes you clean your whole apartment before you play. <laughs> you <gotta laughs> make sure everything's kind of cleared out of the way. You and, don't, like, don't want to see those. Unless you're doing a clown car junkyard, then I can just not clean my house. Like giant, <laughs> don't want to see those giant <laughs> dust bunnies everywhere. It's kind of funny because it, it doesn't. It makes you look at your apartment in, in a different way, or, or your house, or whatever. Like. I've had this this floor mat in front of my sliding door that you know I just I don't know how I got this I just accumulated it somehow and I don't even I don't even really need it in front of that door it's just like I had the thing so let me just put it there it looks all right in front of the door whatever uh, and I almost threw this thing out at one point but now it's the most fun part of my Mario Kart course because he he rolls over it and like the thing has the thing has uh, you know gyrometers and stuff like that so it senses when it's being shook and so mario will go whoa, 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 as he's driving over this kind of bumpy little little mat um it just it makes me look at my apartment in a different way like that so oh, that's i'm cool. kind of thinking what else is around here that i could throw in my mario kart course it incorporates like different stuff that would have different texture or whatever that, that that's cool. mm-hmm. that that's incorporates pretty cool. into the game yeah if you bump into something you know he holds onto his hat like he's gonna lose it it's pretty neat mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm nowhere close to getting it, but I will be interested to hear you tell more about your adventures in the physical Mario Kart space and all that. I say consider, consider that this might be your last chance, if <laughs> only for the FOMO, when you see it at Target for 60 bucks, I think it's worth it, pick it up. Your cats I'm glad someone it. on the podcast has it, and being that it was one of my favorite reviews I've ever seen, definitely my favorite video that i've seen of janet's yeah yeah she did she did some fun stuff on that (laughs) that was it it was so cool and like it really it made me kind of want it for the fact that i have cats but it also made me realize i'd have to do some cleaning i mean it is it is a fun (laughs) thing like like i think if you're like a content creator you're like a streamer or something like that i see potential there for being like a fun thing like if you wanted to like be like all right here's you know, here's some crazy shit that I built in my in my yeah. apartment. Some sort of sort of like Rube Goldberg, but like with Mario Kart. Going, you know, you can make some some pretty interesting tracks and stuff like that with it. Is what I would see mm-hmm. if if you're into doing that stuff and you could like record a video of it and put it on YouTube and all that. If you're have have the you know capability to do all that stuff, it could be yeah, it could be a lot of fun. I also say that I did I had concerns about my apartment being too small. You know, I'm a one bedroom apartment, and uh, that that's it. And like like it. I don't know if the layout was that great. Like I got a, a living room, then I got a small little hallway that leads to the bedroom and bathroom. And, you know, it's not really like a big open design or anything like that. So I was like, eh, this is going to be that much fun. But actually, even, even with my apartment limitations, 
I think the those limitations actually lend itself to to making a more interesting course. So I think don't don't let your apartment hold you back. Actually, I think you got a cool long layout to your apartment, which might make for a really interesting track. I was wondering, like, just as you were saying that, even though we've this game's been out for a while, like, I wonder how it sold in Japan versus the U.S. Like, obviously, yeah, it didn't know. sell oh, yeah, that well because the smaller apartments, right? Yeah, I mean, it's motherfuckers in Texas or like people out in the Midwest with like pool barns and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, right. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a a friend I haven't hung out with in a while, but like, we'd go to his house on Christmas in his garage. He had a full like the entire this giant like probably eight car garage and most of it was occupied by a uh, slot car racetrack that he had built and it would be different every year like he would change the components and like move it around and then you'd basically just do four person slot racing while you're just like drinking beer smoking cigarettes and Mm. whatever have you that's cool and it was was a good time don't hold that trigger too hard you'll spin out exactly you'll go off and that's what i that's what i learned from uh, mario party well the other thing was like he would get the slot car uh, mario party Games. Like if you spun it off the track and it actually like flew off and like landed on the ground, like the whole room would go silent. How's like, oh, how he going to react? Is he going to be pissed? And he'd be like, ha, 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 that's hilarious. And then everybody would, the, the mood would like return to normal. That's a terrible party. Like, like you're afraid you're going to get like your ass beat or something for. No, for it was the, just like, he loved his, so much, he loves so his slot cars. Very generous, nice guy, but. Definitely protective of his slot car track. He probably spent hundreds of hours building. Hmm, interesting. Well, uh, we should we should move on from that. Even though I, I do think that's cool, and we'll uh, do updates about it and all that stuff. But moving on, let's talk about games that we bought and games we've been playing for the week. Do I mean? I guess you've already been talking, John. Do you want to just finish up? What else? What else you have to say? Sure. Uh, yeah, I beat Portal Two. There you go. Finally. So I I thoroughly enjoyed that game and you know, i was right that I, I played through it a long ways before now I just kind of forgot about it for whatever reason so you could actually you know listeners you can actually go back i didn't do it but i'm a hundred percent sure that when you got your new computer you yeah. said on this show that you yeah. that it did not play portal 2 you said that on this show a hundred percent go back and listen to mm-hmm. it but i do for a fact remember you saying that it didn't work because nothing worked with the new Mac. Right. So I got my previous MacBook that it definitely didn't work on. When Portal 2 came out in like, was it 2014 or whatever? I knew it was a stretch, but I bought the game anyway. It was I, like, 2011. So was it 2011? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I bought it then. I don't know. But whenever whenever it came out, I bought it and it was a stretch. And like, uh, it didn't end up working. So that was... The but, first I mean, computer definitely didn't work on, but the second computer, the new computer that I currently have, I'm just saying that on the, the I'm, on sure this, that on this, I'm just saying on no. this show you said it didn't work when you got the computer, so I, you must have played it somewhere in between, in between that one, or or maybe you played it on the one that it barely worked on, and you just remember it from there. I'm just saying, anybody who's listening, go back to whenever that was, because I remember you saying that it didn't work, that because you said you wanted to play it and you were upset that you couldn't, and I disbelieved you because from the new one, iOS is janky with steam a lot i've heard so mm-hmm. i'm just saying i recorded and edited it so i know i know what you said I don't know. maybe i got to wherever i got and then the game crashed or something well, you said no you said it was unplayable that's what you said on the show i'll go back and find that i'll find the number and i'll send it to you so you can listen to it again i don't know somehow i played this game before this is podcast court yeah <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm just telling you what i what i remember what i remember hearing was that it didn't work so i think you played it somewhere else but it, regardless oh. You finally beat it. I finally beat again it again yep. somehow. 
well worth it. Great game. Uh, yeah, I liked everything about it. What do you think about the goop? Do you think the goop was a nice addition, or do you yes. think it was kind of? Like, I, I like the goop. Bored. The goop was cool. I thought the goop was really cool. I like the really goop, cool. but it, I just felt like the simplicity of just the two portals. Like maybe they could have done more with that. I mean, but, I, they were probably still figuring that out. But the goop is like, but to do like a whole, but to do like a whole, like what was it, fifty dollars at the time when it came out? Yep, uh, yeah. I mean, it was. It, you need to go beyond just the two portals, like to make it worthwhile. Right. And they also didn't introduce the goop until like three quarters into the game yeah. or so yeah which i think was and cool. i think like, it was a i think it was like a scrap concept from the first game too like they were trying to work yeah. it in the original portal i like that they had you know in the first game you just had glados in your ear but in this game you had essentially three different characters in your ear you had glados and then you had cave johnson and then uh well you also had wheatley at the beginning wheatley yeah yep so it's kind of cool to to hear the dynamics between all those different characters and uh, yeah, I know Portal's just a masterclass in environmental storytelling, like we were telling talking about before. You, know, you experience the story; there's no cutscenes or anything like that. You just walk through See, the story. There was another. There was another voice that was kind of like the whatever replaced Glados, and she wasn't able to like narrate anymore. It was like whatever the auto was like. Please keep your hands inside the. Oh yes, that's true. Yep. Yeah. But that was totally like a not like I, that didn't have its own. Not a character, at all. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that game. I love just how ridiculous it gets at the end too. With like, mm-hmm. I mean, spoilers. This is an eleven-year-old uh, game, but uh, when it, it's moon dust that they make the portals out of, pretty much, like that's where the magic of the portals comes from. And and so mm-hmm. like, you literally shoot a portal at the moon, and yeah, that's sucks a good, everybody out. Good closer, yeah. I love it. I mean, it was a uh, it was IGN's game of the year for that year, and I thought that was cool because you know because it, it came out the same year as like Skyrim, right? Or something yeah. like that. Like, and I do remember cause IGN, like they were making videos of their game of the year and they showed like, like this dragon from Skyrim or whatever to make you think that that was what it was. And then a portal appeared and then the dragon got like sucked away. <laughs> and I was nice. so happy because I hate those games, the elder scrolls games. So I was so happy that portal two won and not that other one. So I remember watching that video and being like, yeah, portal two is cool. I got that. Yeah. It was a, I think I, I probably mentioned before, I went to like a midnight release party at GameStop, which is a midnight release party for Mortal Kombat 9, Portal 2, and some like uh, Counter-Strike. It was it was some like uh, online first-person shooter thing for PS3 that came out at the same time. Mm. And it was, it was basically a big Mortal Kombat party. I was there for Mortal Kombat 9. A bunch of other people were. And there was like one other guy there for Portal 2. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up giving him a ride home. He was, you know, he was cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was one person there for Portal. And I remember I bought a I bought Yakuza four before that, and the CD had like a had like a bug in it to where it wouldn't get past like chapter five or something like that. So I ended up trading it in for Portal two because Portal two had dropped in price. So I ended up getting Portal two for free, and it ended up being really really cool. And I thought about that like release party and how you know there was nobody there for Portal two, and I was like, well maybe I should have because I'd never played the other one, but still haven't cracked it yet though on my Switch. But <laughs> you know, there's two other games that have had control of me that aren't that but i'm glad you got you made it through i I remember it's got that that cool uh song at the end i do i mean what i remember about portal 2 is that i you know i played through it in a few days just because it really you know had hold of me and all that like i was really into it and it was very gripping it's not i mean it's really not that long of a game and it's It's longer than the first one so yeah yeah it's like two two to three times as long did you try doing any of the co-op stuff with random people because you can do that right yeah i played co-op with a random person 
and it was pretty fun. I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly how it, uh, it basically like it starts off with you and this other, the other player, uh, you're kind of in different chambers and uh, you can progress a little bit, but then you need him to do something on his side to help and then vice versa. And that's sort of how it goes all throughout until, mm-hmm. you know, the parts where you, you meet up and you're in, in the same room together and figure out puzzles together. It does a good job of, of allowing nonverbal communication. Like you can sort of point at things and, you know, suggest things to your other, your partner that way. You can spam too. You can spam too. Yeah. What do you mean? Like you can. So when Dan and I play together, we would get frustrated with each other, like in a friendly way, but I imagine that you're going to get more of it online, but like, it'd be like over there, over there, over there. And you just like, click, 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 like, come on, fucking go over there. Where I'm oh, cause you can, like, you can hit yeah. a button to kind of yeah. like point. Uh huh. Yep. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that reminds me of a, uh, I feel like I was the only one that loved this game, but it reminds me of Triforce Heroes, which I loved yeah. that game. I thought it was great, but it, it's like same sort of thing where you could, uh, you know, like, like what you would do in like, uh, you know, in switch sports and all that, where you would like, pick a sticker that would try to communicate what you're trying to do. And it was link like pointing different ways or like link holding a bomb or like link holding an arrow or something like that. And you would just kind of spam people to try to tell them like where to go. And I had a blast. I thought it was really fun. Like I had a blast playing it online with people. I thought it was a really good game and I really wish they would re-release it. Like, so I could play it online with somebody cause I could never beat it. Cause the online community was there for like a month and then it was gone <laughs> and I could just not, I even tried to like get, I even tried to get like three person, like, you know, where I would like send it to like Jess's uh, DS and, and Jeremy's. And we actually tried to do like a three person thing, but it didn't work quite right. Cause I thought it was a really, really fun game, but yeah, it's yeah. Trying to, I, th- I think any good, any good multiplayer game, you know, where you can do that without talking, you know, like, and I feel like stuff like Splatoon and like Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter has done a really good job with that, where you can, where you know what you're trying to do without actually telling people what you're trying to do. And all that on that note i thought it was funny and a, a good design choice or suggestion or whatever you want to call it but if you try to play uh, portal 2 with randoms you'll get a warning beforehand that says portal 2 companion mode is best enjoyed with friends are you sure you want to play with randoms oh oh okay i thought, I thought that was cool like, like it's like misrepresented or something like that if you don't yeah, know the they, person they or they're that, not like, in the room straight up front like hey this isn't the best way to play this are you sure you want to do this <laughs> it's like you put it on there like you designed it and, and let you do that you know i mean i mean you know sometimes you don't have people in a in in the living room with you right so you need you need other ways to do it which we should totally play that multiplayer sometime. I think that'd be fun. That Ninja Turtles. Yep, Ninja Turtles. Still, we haven't played that together. Yeah, that game came out, didn't it? <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't played it. I haven't played it in a while. It's um even like uh I don't know. It's kind of. I was watching the Axe of the Blood God uh, stream that they did, which I really enjoyed the Nuzlocke Run stuff. But when they got to Turtles, I just I just couldn't. I just turned it off. It was on Xbox even, but it just was not running well, <laughs> like at all, <laughs> on the stream. And it was just the way the frame rate and all that was just like I was like I can't I can't do it. It's not it's, it's not running well. So I I don't know. It was maybe maybe it just doesn't run that well online for anything. Or I, it was just it was too like it was just wasn't kind of sp- not smooth enough. It was kind of giving me a headache. Choppy. But yeah, we should play some of those games. I should play some of those games. But one game I did play, Zero Tolerance Collection came out last week on Thursday, which I was really really excited about because uh, you know, I, I kind of randomly discovered Zero Tolerance for the Sega Genesis when I was just kind of trying to find games to get on my Genesis because I haven't had it for that long. And it's a cool like, you know, Doom style like first person shooter type game and uh one of the coolest things 
about that game, as I mentioned before, was um, the fact that you could play like system to system, like two Genesis together. And this re-release version on Nintendo Switch has no multiplayer in it whatsoever, which is like so annoying. Yeah, I would think I would think it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know that much about Zero Tolerance, but I would think that somebody who's trying to like re-release Zero Tolerance would know that there was a multiplayer that you could do and they should allow you to do that. It's like, yeah, this one was a major letdown for me because they don't really do anything with it at all. It should be called like zero effort to zero tolerance is is what I got (laughs) from it. Because I was hoping that you'd be able to do like some dual analog shooting and it would help me get through it better. None of that. You can remap the the buttons, kind of. You can't use ZR or ZL for reasons I have no idea, but you just can't use those. Uh, apparently you can strafe, but it's hidden. They don't tell you how to do it. You have to hold the, you have to hold the jump button and then move back and forth, which I didn't even know. I found this out from reading a review because the game does not tell you how to do this at all. I guess, I guess the only saving grace is that you have like five save states per game that you can do now. And there's two, and there's two zero tolerances, but apparently there's a third one that you can unlock. I don't know how to do it. I haven't done it yet, but the third one is one that was like, it's just kind of like. It's, it was, I mean, I don't, neither, the second one wasn't released either, but the third one is just like, it's put together, but like all the colors are off and all that. And you can actually download it for free if you have a computer that can play whatever, you know, you, you can, you can get the ROM for free and play it that way. But it's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I was playing, I was playing it while I was editing last week's episode. So it was a good like podcast game, but also it's kind of like, number one, it's really, really slow. So I only, I only recommend this for anybody who really, really wants to feel like the old, old old, old school first-person shooter stuff on 16-bit consoles. You know, it's very, very slow. So, it, it, I'm just saying, it needs it needs a lot of patience and a, and a lot of love to get through. And it really breaks my heart that they didn't, like, at least, like, give it, like, somewhat modern first-person shooter controls. Like, why can't I just fucking, like, strafe and move with two analog sticks? Would that have been so hard? And it also really breaks my heart that they just cut the co-op completely out of it. And apparently the second game that's included on there is what was going to be the Sega CD version of Zero Tolerance. They were going to put that on Zero Tolerance and it was going to have an extra nine levels on there. And that second version is actually way faster than the other one. And you can strafe with left and right on the top. But also it's like, why the fuck can't I just like map that to the to the analog and I can just move how I would in any other first person shooter? You know, it's just, it just, it, it just feels like such a missed opportunity. Like... And, and you could have just kept it as slow as it was. I wouldn't have cared about that. But just let me just use, like, the modern controls for it. You know? Whatever. R- regardless, I still played I still played it for a good amount of time. But it's just, like, I felt like they kind of failed as far as, like, adding shit to it. It's like, come on. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Zero love. Yeah, I was really, I was really like, looking forward to it. And it's, you know, it looks, you know, it looks good, I guess, as far as, like, you know, emulating a, a, a Mega Drive first-person shooter game. The only one that was on there, as far as I know. But it's like, why didn't you do the extra things? And why no multiplayer? Come on. How many people had two Genesis, Genesis, whatever, to put them together to get that to work? Like, that just makes me so angry that you just... And and like the and like the menu is like nothing. It just has the two things and there's like no extra shit. And yeah, it was really just like, it was a letdown. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I think, I think like Nintendo Life gave it like a six or a five or something like that. And I read that way after I already played it. But I was disappointed because I thought that it was like... 
Because isn't there like a limited run physical version or something like that? Like I thought, there is. I thought that they were actually going to go into it and make it like you know make you do the be able to do the dual analog. Like that's what I wanted to do. That's what I like to do. I like to play old games that are remade with modern controls. Like that's what I like, you know. And and they didn't give me that, so it was. It's like, well, I have the game on my Genesis. I could play it on my Genesis. I mean, I guess granted, the save state is a big thing, you know, because the other one, you could only get passwords if you kill everybody on every stage. You know, and that's how you get to continue. And it's nice that you can save and all that stuff. And I'll probably still try to play through the two games that are on there. Well, in the third one to a point. But I'm just, it, it just sucks that you don't get the proper controls and all that. But speaking of stuff that is great, uh, Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Hey, that's a game. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. After I, after I edited last week's episode, playing Zero Tolerance, when I finally had, I was like, all right, I got the whole weekend to do nothing but play Monster Hunter. And I just dove right into it and it was glorious. It's a wonderful, wonderful time. What one thing that I think was really, really awesome, and I put it on Twitter and I added to Slack and all that. I was so happy. I was talking to Jess because we went to went to the their grandma's house to do because we do like groceries and stuff. And I was telling Jess about all the Monster Hunter stuff I was playing the night before. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, I, I got to the I got to the Citadel where it's like this broken castle and it's all gothic and I fought like this big uh, this like this like ape that looks like a castle or whatever. It, it's cool. And I was like, I really, I really want to do all that, uh, all that crossover stuff, but I don't know if you can. So like the next day, I went through and I looked up online, and you can play any of the event quests at any time. So I went back and I did the Sonic event quest, I did like the Mega Man event quest, I did the Street Fighter event quest. So now my character, so I got the Akuma layered armor. So my character's fucking Akuma from, from Street Fighter. Uh, my dog character is is the Rush is Rush Jet from Mega Man. And my cat character is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. That's wearing the Sonic costume. Wow. So, so I have like three video game crossovers in my Monster Hunter, and and I went and I, I ended up like going back and doing doing a lot of the shit that I didn't get to in Rise, like the end the added like free DLC stuff and all that. So I did like actually beat the game the right way. I did the official Narwa battle. Which is two Narwas at once. You actually have to fight two Narwas. But it's like so fucking metal and badass because there's a part where like Magnamalo just like falls into the pit at one point and you jump on Magnamalo and you start like running up on both of the Narwas. It's fucking badass. I was having so much fun with it. And and you got in and it does the same thing where it drops the guns, but now they're like machine guns and you're like just like hitting everybody. And yeah, it was it was a badass time. So it was actually fun. Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's it, don't get me wrong, it's hard, but it's fun. <laughs> it's because they do like these swirling, like uh, these swirling, like fiery pillars that like will like probably kill you if they hit right. you, and you get you know it's it's super intense. But if you but if you're you know if you're into it, if you know understand the monster hunter world and all that, it's fucking fun as shit. And I was having a blast. You got helpers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, it's I mean at the point right now that where it is like the difficulty, you have to play with people online. Like it's really not. If you play by yourself, it's going to take a really long ass time, and I don't think it's as fun. But you know, I mean, people people fainted that weren't me, so I mean, it, it was still a hard ass battle though, even with even with helpers. But it was cool. I did the official the official ending, and there's a little cutscene, and like everything is all real time. So I put it on Twitter, but it shows me like walking up in my Akuma skin with like Sonic and Rush next to me, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, there's the there's the famous hunter," and it's like Sonic the Hedgehog's like, it's it was it was pretty funny. And the uh, the crossover the crossover events are kind of funny. Like the Sonic the Hedgehog one is great because you actually don't fight any monsters. All you do is collect golden rings. You just have to collect two hundred golden rings in a certain time amount, and you can get Sonic 
you can actually get Sonic toys that you can put in your fake house in uh, Monster Hunter. So I got all I got. Oh all yeah, the, there's a house. I forget about. That. Yeah, I got I got all the Sonic toys. Like I got like Sonic and Tails and Knuckles toys that I put in my house, and uh, and you get like you get a certain item. I forget. It's like. It's it's not the golden rings, but it's another thing. But you have to get like I had to do it a couple times to get the Sonic costume for the cat. But you can also get a Sonic costume for yourself, which has like the little like the spikes or whatever. And you can also turn your dog into tails, kind of, but it looks weird. You can make your dog like a like a tails dog or whatever. But it's it's kind of funny that it's just like you're just trying to run around Monster Hunter and, and collect golden rings. And you know, Monster Hunter is not that fast of a game. I mean, they made it way faster when they added the Palamute, like the dog now, you know. So. Is it a level in particular, or are they having you, like, run to a bunch of different levels to get the coins? It, it's it's that first level. It's that first main level, you know, with the waterfalls the and all that. Temple like the temple or whatever. The shrines. Shrine, shrine, yeah. You know, the, the first, the, the, the main, the, the very first level that you ever go to. You know, where you start on the cliff and you come down yeah. and there's the... You know, you play Monster Hunter. Where I just you recently have all the levels the memorized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you fight the crab in there. I think. Do you? Do you find the shrine? I don't know. It's been a long yeah. time since I played. Since I played the crab. But yeah, you start off top. You you come down. There's the there's the waterfalls on the top. If you go, there's like a little structure that you can go up, and there's like a bunch of hills over here, and you can go back around over here. Like, yeah, like you you try to follow where the where the rings are, and you kind of go around, and they'll sort of bring build two hundred if you if you know like where you're going and all that. It's a bit like when you're picking up the. Uh whatever those things are if you're like properly fighting a boss where you run around and grab all the what are they Does, i i call them the sprites but i don't know if that's what they're actually called but yeah you know the little glowy things with the wings yeah and not the, not the wire bugs because you gotta grab those too but yeah no it was a uh, yeah i kind of put that in my notes here about i'm remembering how to play that's why i'm yeah. saying these things i was like for mind. anybody i was like for anybody who d- this is what i do what i have to do now for the new like harder monster rank monster hunter stuff is you you know, you, you got to eat your dango. Uh, the dangos that I use, I, I use, I use the weakener that's supposed to make the monsters weak, weaker. I use the defender that gives extra defense, and I use the marksman because I'm because I'm a gunner, so it makes my my ammo stronger. That's why I use that. So eat your dango. But you also, when you start off the game, even after you have the dango, you know, like your your uh, stamina meter and your health meter will be half, will be at fifty percent. So you so you have to go around and get those little glowing sprite sprite guys, at least like the green and the orange ones, to like fill up mm-hmm. your stats. But also, you want to get the other colored ones because then you get higher like you know attack and higher like defense and all that. So I'll run around for a while and try to collect as many as I can for like where they're at. And I also use the um, the demon the demon drug and the armor skin, which. Uh, which they've actually given you a bunch of stuff for free because, you know, I said last week they sold 2 million copies across the Switch and PC for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. So, oh, wow. So every time they sell shit, they give you free stuff. It's like, here's a, here's a gift to you for buying the game. Here's some extra shit. So they give you, like, mega potions and well-done steaks and, like, uh, armor skin and, like, demon drug and all that stuff. You get that through the cat guy at the base of the stairs, right? Yeah, the cat. Yeah, talk to the cat guy. That's that's the same place that you get the crossover missions as well. If you haven't talked to okay. him yet, and if you want to do those, go to the event quests when you talk to the the twins or when you talk to the lady in Sunbreak. Like I said last week, they're all the same. You can you can do any mission from either of those characters. I think it's easier to go to the one in uh, Sunbreak because it's because there's not you know because you don't have to talk to multiple people on that. But yeah, that's how I, what I do to try to get through. The big, the big ones is I, I do, I do the dango collect, collect all the sprites, and I do the demon skin, the demon drug, and the armor skin. Yeah, and make sure you have all your mega potions and, uh, and like there's another the ancient potion, like as many of those as you can get. There's like ancient potion plus and like the regular one. I think you can carry like two and one. 
it's a whole process. That's the way Monster Hunter works. It's like you have to make sure that you're fully equipped for the job every time. And if you don't do these things, you'll get fucking knocked out in one hit. It's, trust me, it's happened to me. Like, well, on top of that, you've got your like buddy quest going, or yeah, your uh, your mercenaries and your uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that that's your scouts, fun. and then you're checking the which I don't, tree. yeah, which, which I haven't like done that as much anymore with the sunbreak stuff. But but I mean, there is like one guy that you can talk to, and he'll set up all your Does mouse stuff. Yeah. But I think you do actually have to go back to that buddy area if you want to climb the tree and find the shit in there. But yeah, um but if yeah, if you don't collect those sprites to like fully fill up your life, like yeah, the guy will like hit you once and you're out. So like you gotta make sure and go around and do that shit. And it also helps if you're doing like the friend request thing if you do that, because by the time you collect everything, you'll you'll have the rest of the people gathered together. So then you have your stuff and then you can go fight the monster with everybody else. Now are are they at the same time having to run around and do the same thing? I think so, but most of the time they just go straight to it because they're badasses or something. So badly or so highly leveled up, they don't need to. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, but I yeah I was I was having a fucking blast with it. Um, I think I'm at fifty six hundred rank fifty six now, and and when you get to the ultimate Narwa battles at fifty, that's that's how I that's how I got to that, and it's fun. Like it's I, I like I said, I had a great time with it. I I had to do it a couple times before I got through, but just like doing the the Magnamalo rush thing was was awesome well there's another thing we need to play together because i've got some catching up to you I'll, I'll explain a little more when i go into my time but there's a reason i didn't get to play this this much this week but i i got to the point where um my ammo is well if i use like the switch skill that's like the marksman which has a higher crit- critical rate um i can hit i can get 150 damage per shot but that's with ammo three which i think has the highest damage and i just bought a new gun again which i had to like had to grind a little bit to get the specific item to get it, but all that. But anyway, I'm in. I'm back in the Monster Hunter world. Like I'm, I'm totally like I'm loving it, and I think it's great and all that. So play it, play Monster Hunter. Both of you, you both have it. I mean, John doesn't have Sunbreak, but but still, I mean, Rises. Like I said, I'm still, I'm still going back to Rise and playing the free DLC stuff because it's awesome and it's 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 pretty cool that you can, like I said last week, you can get your Sunbreak shit and then go back to the other game and, and beat that like extra narwhal that you didn't do before and all that stuff. So I've already put an extra twenty hours into it just over the weekend because it's it's very much one of those like one more level games where it's like okay, well that's well let's do one more, let's see what that's like, and then you get a new weapon, and you're like all right, well I got to do another one now because I got to see how that weapon works and just keeps going and going. <clears throat> well, I remember getting the what are they called the uh, the quest through the uh, hub maiden. Like we're coming back and checking off. Like I collected, you know, three. Oh yeah, items. yeah, the, yeah. The subquests. So you're always kind of doing that too. That's I think that's yeah, a really yeah. I do, I do that too. That keeps me in the in the fray for the the one more level kind of thing. I think there's some new stuff that was added to a Sunbreak on that where where you, like some of the subquests are like ride a monster a certain amount of times or like or like you know break parts off of a monster a certain amount of times like i don't think that was on the on the other one yeah, but they were oh were they i okay. remember i remember both those from the old one but there's also ones based on levels like it's like you know do a certain amount of things and and some of the new levels and stuff like that which obviously weren't there cuz they're new levels mm-hmm. but yeah yeah no definitely yeah keep those keep those submissions going as well so you're always unlocking shit as you do it and all that there and, truly and is like a whole machine that you're kind of it's it's, it's it's got a lot of systems but it's fun yeah mm-hmm. and always like upgrade all the armor that you buy and all that and i know it's super complicated john but once you get it once you get it it's fun and it's you i know, remember it's super actiony and all that and i've been really enjoying it and as i said like whatever last year i'm a monster hunter fan now i even went to um when i was working earlier today 
we actually we were having lunch uh, at a Chipotle right next to a GameStop, and I got there before anybody else did. I was waiting for the rest of the crew to get there, so I just went into I went into GameStop just to see if I could find some of the Monster Hunter Sunbreak Amiibo, and they said that they have not arrived yet. But all of them are pre-ordered, so if they did get there, I couldn't buy any of them because everybody already pre-ordered them. So I'm like, okay. But they had the same, they had the same amiibo that I'd seen before, and the guy was being really weird. He was like following me around, be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm looking at amiibo, man. Like, where's your? You got Sunbreak amiibos? What's up?" <laughs> He's like, and "Yeah, it was, it was really strange. They seemed like they were, they thought I was gonna like break shit or something like that." But yeah, I played that. But the main, I mean, the main thing, I guess, which our weekly segment, Xenoblade Chronicles Two update. <laughs> Last week, it turned out I was at the end of Chapter 8. So uh, I was right in the middle of a cutscene, and when I turned the game back on, cutscene played, and it's like, end of Chapter 8, start of Chapter 9. So it's like, I was right at the end there. I played through all of Chapter 9, so now I'm in the final chapter, Chapter 10. That makes sense. I mean, 10 does follow 9, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you get to fight the two main characters that have been, you know, it's basically you're going through the whole level. It's like fighting, it's like fighting Kefka in like the penultimate you know paying it fighting him in chapter nine but then chapter 10 being like who do we fight now like the person who's been like the bad guy through the whole game we killed them now and what do we do so i was like i was thinking i was like well you know this is a japanese rpg so maybe we should go kill god or something i mean you don't kill god but you get to meet god you get to meet the architect this guy who has created this item which i was trying to remember the name of it actually today i already forgot what it was Anyway, he makes this thing that looks the same as the insignia that's on, like, a Pyra and Mithra's chest that's, like, is the sign of blades or whatever. Mm-hmm. He creates this big, like, you know, cross-looking thing that can help him look into other dimensions. And he's, like, half of his body has disappeared because half his body exists in another in other dimensions. And he's, like, dying. But he created everything. He created the Titans. He created the blades. He created all this shit. And you have this, like emotional moment with this with this dying architect or whatever that created you and it's super i mean it's super anime and all that and rex is like my life means more because i met you like that like that sort of thing you know (laughs) and uh and yeah i got through that oh yeah and i got to the uh, elysium the promised land or whatever which is basically like a deserted wasteland which really reminded me of another game reminded me of uh shin megami tensei 5 but uh but yeah no um i got through all that shit and now I'm just I just need to find the bo- the final boss and and beat that boss and then I'll be and then I'll be done with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I think uh I should be done by next week and then I'll jump on to Torna, the Golden Country. But you didn't you didn't say you were going to finish that, I don't think. I mean, you could try, but I don't think you're being held to it. I was going to try to, but I was definitely yeah. going to beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I, I looked yeah. at how long to beat. They said Torna was like around 20 hours, so maybe I can crank it out. I mean, I got two more weeks, I think. Because Xenoblade's the 29th. But I mean, being back in the world, it just makes me all the more excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And, I, and I'm and i fine with getting rid of those blades. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's they're cool for what they are. I feel like they just kind of got a little too ambitious, where they're just like... I've mentioned it before, like how complicated they made the side missions and all that shit. But the battle, but the battle system is still really good on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And the soundtrack always rocks. And, you know, even though the characters are overly anime and all that, I think they still look pretty cool. But yeah, I got the I got the Xeno hype as I as I put on the notes here. Oh yeah, and I meet at when I when I beat the the second whatever the main guy, I I completely forgot that at some point Mithra and Pyra became one person called Numa, who's like one of the first blades of all time, and uh, that's how you beat everything. You, you you bring Numa out, and she'll just fucking tear into people, and that's nice. and that's how I beat that second boss. 
and it was supposed to be hard and and I and I just ripped right through it. So we'll we'll see, we'll see we'll see how that last one goes. Maybe I'll try to stream or something like that. But but yeah, that's me. I've mostly been doing uh, Monster Hunter and and uh, intolerance, zero tolerance. Xenoblade Chronicles, of course, because it's coming up. Xeno three is coming up. Well, do you want to take a break before we do my stuff, and then we can go to the news and all that? Sure. Yeah, we can take a break. Sounds good. you it's me mario yeah you <laughs> subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show ah spaghetti ah ravioli then expand Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. One, two, three, four. back from the break well besides watching tv shows i did play video games this week in fact i had a beat of the week as well very similar to john's beat of the week except it was the prequel to that which was called portal one (laughs) at the time they just called it portal but not the prequel the the first (laughs) at the time that it came out it was it was the first it was before the sequel yeah but yeah i beat portal one and i said last week i was on gladys so that didn't take very long but i gotta say i've been having some trouble with my 8-bit dough this week and it made me sad 
Oh, I was literally like my battery just stopped charging. The two? And not to that level, but honestly, I I thought that my 8-bit though was dead too. Because I don't know if you've ever, has this happened to you before where you get the three blinking lights and it just automatically dies? Yeah. And then you turn it back on and then like two minutes later, it does the three blinking lights and then it dies again, even though it's fully charged. Because it was doing this to me while I was playing Xenoblade. Well, it was literally too. telling me my battery was depleted. Yeah, like it, it didn't. It didn't say that it was depleted. It just like blinked three times and then it just went off. But thankfully, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, the game will auto pause. Like if your if your controller goes out, so you can wait to restart it. Like some games don't do that. Actually, I was playing. Um, yeah, that's true. I was playing Final Fight on the uh, the beat 'em up bundle when I was editing, and I ended up getting a fucking game over because my controller died and I couldn't get it to come back on, and it doesn't auto pause. So I just got the shit beat out of me, and I got a game over. I was so pissed, and I and I was at the part with Abigail and the fucking all that shit. And I mean, I started over again, and I did play all the way through it, but yeah, it was so annoying. But yeah, no, uh, your battery isn't charging. Well, what's especially annoying about this is that's the exact same thing that my PlayStation 4 controller started doing this past week. Oh. Like, I had to keep it plugged into the mains for it to work with the PlayStation to where I was playing Bloodborne, which famously a game that does not allow you to pause. And, um, yeah, if I, like, move the wrong way and it kind of, that stupid, dumbass, flimsy... US micro USB C plug on a PS4 controller. Oh, yeah. It's gonna gonna fall out real easy. So I couldn't get it to charge no matter what I did. I tried different charging bricks, different cables, tried having it just plugged straight into the PS4. It didn't matter. Like it something's fucked with that battery. But at the same time, something was going on with my 8-bit dough. Well, as of about an hour before we recorded, I was like, let's just do a little uh troubleshooting because I can. I have a little bit of time. And so I took the battery from my other 8-bit dough that I never used, the first generation or whatever of the current model we have. And switch the battery out, and it works great. Well, also, I had before that I had tried a couple of AA batteries, and it was fine. It worked just great. It was fully charged because they're new batteries. So the same thing happened when I switched out the battery pack from the other eight bit dough. So I'm like, well, let's look at the top of the of the controller while I plug it into the USB C plug, and this light would flash rather than like just stay on. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something wrong with this port itself because I took the controller out of this and I have it charging in the other controller. So pretty much my old 8-bit dough is now my battery charger and I have to switch out my battery packs. But I just figured this out like right before the podcast. So that's a big reason I have not played much Switch this week. That's weird. That's a good idea though because that that first 8-bit dough controller that I got that had the broken button, like they wouldn't come up. Mm -hmm. I could try taking the battery out of that. Like if it continues to be an issue with the new one, maybe it'll, maybe I can flop. It's the same battery. I learned that. Um, And of course it would be because you could use two double A's in both the controllers. So it must be the same size. But yeah, with the two AA batteries that just some Duracells I had. Oh, I, around, I didn't know yeah. you could. I didn't know you could just use batteries without the pack that's yep. in there. You can just pop it out and because yep. I have a I have a ton of like I, I have a ton of like Half Life batteries that you know because I always I, I try to change out the batteries on the wireless you know so they don't go dead during takes and all that. There's Sometimes a little I take plus them out minus. Early. Once you take the battery out, you can see the little plus minus in there, and you just put two double A's. Regardless, I got a, I, I got a ton of double A batteries that are like eighty percent because I took them out because of fear of them dying during a take and all that. So I got a bunch of them that I can use on the thing. So yeah, anyway, you get your eight bit though. Was it after like, both of you? But I, I'm wondering if it would still be under warranty. 
Oh, that's worth checking. Oh, out I don't now. know yet. I don't know how long the warranty. What is it like? Two months or is it more? It's been at least that? six months since I got it. I would say. I know a lot. Of, typically, it's like ninety days or something like that. But it's been more than that. Every once in a while, every once in a while, you get, you get like a six months or a year warranty. Well, I mean, Nintendo. Nintendo would normally give you a year warranty for their stuff because I know, like, for the Wii, I got it fixed a bunch of times because it was within the within the year warranty. Well, at, at this point, it just kind of. Seems like it's something with the USB-C, which you never know. That could be fixed with a firmware update. Uh, probably not. It's probably something actually like maybe I used a shitty cord or there's like a power surge or something just came disconnected in there. Like for whatever reason, the port itself's not working. So at the at the time, at least I have this temporary solution where I can just switch out the battery packs. Not everybody has that option. So I'm kind of luckily, lucky in that regard, but I would like to have a fully functional controller. So. I will do some research this week, but yeah, that's a big reason I didn't play much switch this week. Cause I was playing neon white and it kept like disconnecting, like kind of like you were saying, Trey. Oh, that, I mean, that's the worst for neon white though. Cause you got to get in the zone on there. You got to get in the rhythm, mm-hmm. you know? So that was, oh, like, it was really annoying. It was really annoying. And then I started playing monster hunter and I was actually able to get all the way through the crab and nothing happened. I used the, uh, some friends or, you know, the randoms, which were all Japanese names. It's like friend requests or something like that, where it's a second thing where you can have people mm-hmm. come in. And so, yeah, I did at least get to, uh, um, what's the name of the Elgato? Elgato. Yeah. I was going to, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a great idea for a joke, which is going to be, uh, after playing Monster Hunter, this is the Elgato Steam Deck. And it was going to be the, uh, the Elgato Stream Deck. I don't know. It's a little bit of an obscure joke, but it's kind of combining those two weird named things that sound, the same it, yeah, it is anyway. a really, it's a really weird i don't understand why they picked it we thought yeah like the land of streamers uh here here that's where we went to okay it's so weird, i think i'll get choice. i know i always say this about these games but yeah i'll, I'll hopefully get to play more monster hunter this week because i figured out how to make my controller work and more neon white but uh i did pretty I need, much need get to get two back games to for that. free yeah because i used gold points well i i have a higher or rather i've beat you on a few stages Oh, oh, you, oh, you're There's farther than me. Okay. Or, no, or no, no, you, no. you mean like time-wise? Time-wise, yeah. Oh, no, okay. I, th- I think you're still further than me because uh, you always have a record for whatever stage I go to. I, I thought I got pretty far into it because I was really... I'm on the fourth set yeah. of levels. I'm still but, yeah. I'm still really into it. The controller it, but, was yeah. really just kind of like pissing me off and I stopped playing. I'm, I'm still really really into it. I'm just, you know, Monster Hunter happened. And, and by the know, way, it's still like it's, that it's like that with the uh, USB-C straight into the switch and so it's like the exact same thing that was happening with my ps4 uh but i did get like i said i got a couple games pretty much for free i used my gold coins to buy uh wait where is it at here uh bit orchard animal valley so it's like a demake of stardew valley uh it kind of looked like an 8-bit animal crossing from a little animal crossing coming off just because of the way the trees looked and stuff honestly it plays a lot like um garden story that's kind of like the best i, I almost <laughs> went for that one because it was selling for like a dollar 99 is was it well what did you get it for free with my gold coins i mean but, but what was but what was the price it was that you had to i think it was a dollar 99 yeah it was okay so i uh i got bit orchard animal valley and i finally bought checks quest i didn't have it yet oh, did you? Not. oh there so you go between those two <laughs> i beat I that game play... it beat in an hour i mean it's about how long I, it is but yeah i paid 74 cents for both those games to me, that's pretty much free, but um, yeah, I, I play a little Chex Quest. I haven't played it much, and Bit Orchard. Do you have any experience with that 
as a kid? Did you get it in your cereal no. box or no? You're playing it fresh. We didn't get an actual computer in our house. Like we had like old computers people would give us to like play around with, like, and we did, and it was fun. But like, uh, we finally got like a brand new computer that could get on the internet my senior year of high school. So I I never got into like CD-ROM games. Like I just kind of like missed that whole thing. I think other than uh, obviously PlayStation One, but that's pretty much it for me. I never I never heard of that game at all until like it came out on Switch. So. That's, that's where I'm at. Like I ne- <laughs> never heard a single thing about that game. But I mean, you know, I like playing. Old, I imagine old I saw it first person shooter at the store. But... You know, going through the cereal aisle or whatever. But yeah, no, never had a real experience with it. Until... I mean, if I would have, if I would have saw like that, its cereal came with a game. I would have been like, ooh, ooh, get that. But no, I don't. I don't remember ever seeing it. Like I would have totally been like, even though I never really cared that much for Chex Mix or whatever. I would have like yeah. pretended that I did just so I could get the free game from it. I mean, once like towards the end of the nineties, beginning of the two thousands, like it was not at all uncommon to get a, a CD ROM in with your cereal or something like kind of just like shrink wrapped around it with like a little CD ROM or something. Cause by then they, that's when like the America online demo discs were all over the place. And there's just like, right. this I mean, I had a bunch gl- of those. glut of like CD based promotional things just flying everywhere well i mean yeah and there was also like don't forget like there was the the pc magazines that had demos that came mm-hmm. with them like i or even like there was even like the playstation magazines had like discs that were in them as well that you could play yep and yeah, i do remember playing a, some a of magazine. those yeah like i, I yep. did play like i think i got i got one of the pc magazines that had like a demo thing that i did actually play on my computer and all that so you know yeah they were everywhere i remember dreamcast had a had a I believe they called it like a like a, a GD-ROM magazine. Basically, they would send out just demos and you know videos of like what the hot new Dreamcast game. I, I do yeah. I, I do kind of miss that being a thing, like where like you could buy like you could buy a game, but it would come with a demo for another thing. Like, wasn't mm-hmm. there like some things that sold better because they had a demo for like Final Fantasy VIII on there or something? Zone like that. of the Enders like, was a uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah. Right. So some people and bought then, it just um, because of that, or like a big. Yeah, I can't remember you know. what the one was that had the Final Fantasy VII demo. I do remember there was one that had, or maybe it was just an actual. Maybe I bought the magazine, but it had the demo for the first Tony Hawk, and that was just like a must-have demo disc. Like, oh, I remember that, that, that too. Yeah, that probably got the yeah. most CD-ROM I ever used a CD-ROM ever. Mm-mm. I would say, with the exception of maybe like Final Fantasy IX. Uh. I was going to say, as far as like gold points go, like thankfully, as how much I dislike zero tolerance, it was only like $3 for me because of gold points. So instead of the regular 10. So at least there's that. So I got $3 worth of fun out of it. I like the gold coins. I mean, ultimately, they are what they are. Like literally like half a penny on the dollar. Or a penny, I, I thought it was so. like 10% penny on the dollar, or right? something like that. Or it was, I don't. I don't know how it works. Sometimes you get like, a couple dollars back for like there's a bonuses purchase. on like new releases or like certain things that'll be like featured you'll get a bonus yeah yeah they'll do that like well when i bought torna it was like oh double cold points for getting this so i got like four bucks or something like that from it and torna's only like a 30 dollar game i think so I don't, I don't know how exactly it works but it's nice to just see them like stack up and it's like oh hey cool and i saved on you know you save them until you get like a certain amount and then you get free shit but I won't talk about all this stuff a lot because it's Nintendo, and I don't want to become the PS fanboy on this <laughs> podcast. But um, I did play a lot more PlayStation 4 this week, mainly because of that 
controller problem I was telling you about. You bought Village, though? Well, I was going to get there. Okay. Spoilers. But, uh, cut that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, uh, I bought a new PS4 controller, but I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get like a cheap one. I'm going to find like a cheap one on Amazon. And so I bought a $22 one, and it works great. And it's USB-C. That fucking plug on the original PS4 controller. I just can't oh, there's talk new, enough shit about there, it. There's new ones with the USB-C? I didn't even know about that. Well, this is a not a PS4. Oh, it's, it's not like a, a Sony controller. Right, it's a, right. Oh, okay. It's a third-party thing. Yeah, and it had like really high so reviews. It doesn't, so it doesn't have a stupid light in the middle of it? <laughs> like the it has a light, but you just see it kind of like peeking out through the cracks around the little touchpad mm. in the middle. Okay. It doesn't actually like have a big light. Because that's actually pretty awesome. I hate those lights. I mean, um, it, it's without a doubt, it is not as comfortable as a PS4 controller to hold, but it works great. I was happy. I was tired of having to sit cross-legged by the TV with you know the the controller plugged into a, a cell phone charger brick plugged into a power strip right under my TV. But that's how I was playing a lot of these games for the past couple of weeks. Finally, I was just like, fuck it, I'm buying a new one. I'm glad I did. It's USB-C, so I can just charge it with the cords that are already floating around my house. And now my PS4 has become pretty legit in my household. Like, I play it all the time. And a lot of that has to do with Bloodborne and my whole whole like descent into the Souls games this well, year. <laughs> this is actually something I thought. I thought it to myself. I didn't mention it on the show yet. But I felt like with the new TV that you would maybe fall more into the PS4 oh, or, without a or doubt. eventually PS5 just because you have this nicer TV and this well, that's is another a, thing. And yeah. it's a nicer system. I mean, I love the Switch, but you know, games would look better through this. So I figured that you would maybe gravitate a little bit more towards the PS4 and all that just because, yeah, it's, it is like going to look better on a 4K TV than the than Switch does and all that. So you might just been kind of like, hey, I got this nice TV. Maybe I should use this nicer system for it. Nicer by graphics. I'm not like throwing Switch under the bus or anything like that. No, and, I, and it's. I mean, you're exactly right, but I'm just catching up on stuff that I couldn't play on Switch, and it's like stuff I've been hyped about and just kind of assumed I would play eventually on Switch, or if not, I would get it on PC, which I've done with a lot of things in the meantime. But uh, no, I got this controller, and I was just like, well, now I can actually like feel like I can do something in Bloodborne without like having that extra, because it's such a tense game. You add the tension of it any time you could accidentally unplug the controller, which I did on the the first boss, and he killed me, and I had him down to like less than ten percent health. Oof. I was so mad. I like didn't play the game for two or three days. Once I got the new controller, though, I went and I beat him after like two tries. So I beat the first boss in Bloodborne. I feel pretty good about that, and I can get to the the second boss down to about fifty percent health. So not quite there yet, but new controller, it, it rules. And then, oh, the other thing about the PlayStation 4 controller, I think we've talked about on the podcast before, but who needs Bluetooth? It just has a headphone plug on it. You just plug your headphones in and it just works. Yeah. I mean, well, I've actually had, I mean, me personally, it it would kind of like cut in and out, like when I plugged it directly into the, into like the PlayStation 1. And same thing with the Bluetooth didn't work as well as I hoped it would. But just like with the audio going in and out, not like, not like the switch where the where the controller in itself becomes like slower and and all that, but I felt like it had its had its own like bit of problems like like the you know like the switch does with Bluetooth or or like just even listening to shit through the controller. For the most part, I'm not gonna actually do that, you know, because the Bluetooth's so good on the TV. I'll just use that when I need to, just straight through the television. But 
it is a pretty cool option that PS4 had that I think was simultaneously forward thinking and kind of like almost like a Nintendo thought like this is going to be great, but it turned out not to be the case because everybody was like into Bluetooth and Apple was taking those ports away from their phones like the next year, I think so. But anyways, the this fucking generic controller works great and I'm happy with it. It's bright blue. I like that. It kind of stands out from all the other controllers. I think eventually I'll probably buy a first party one as my second controller. And I may even look into like, hey, can I just buy like a new battery pack or maybe there's some way to fix it. In the meantime, I'm just not super excited with the charging situation of how it works. I know there's docks and stuff, but I hate I hate uh, micro USB. I think it's the worst type of plug that ever existed, with the exception of like proprietary cell phone plugs back in the early 2000s it's not it's not great it's, yeah it's definitely not great at all it's awful and that being such a hefty controller it can really like it needs a, it needs like a really strong connection physical connection with the the power adapter it just sucks i might have got a lemon I, I i did buy my system with a controller refurbished so maybe i just got fucked but yeah that basically what i've been bitching about for several years i bought this in 2017 so five years ago I finally am playing my PS4 pretty much every day. And another reason for that is because Hitman 1 content nice. downloaded to my uh, to my Hitman 3. I guess I just needed to wait a while for whatever was downloading to be activated. But okay. I, kept, I kept the disc in and I just waited a while and eventually it just showed up. And now I have all of Hitman 1 and Hitman 3. So I started playing that and was having a shit ton of fun with it. Also, I, re- I realized you could save whenever. Yep. So... You save right before you do something dumb, and it's great. Oh exactly. yeah, and so, well, I've been doing that for I've been doing that for a long time, multiple games. But yeah, I guess I I just totally forgot that was a thing in that game, and uh, and so I the first level in Hitman One is like a, a Paris fashion show, mm. and pretty much the first thing I did was I went and I stood by the runway until the model that everyone kept telling me I looked like uh, came out, and I just walked up, stabbed it with a screwdriver change into his costume and they just ran outside until the the uh, warning went away by the way i'm paying, uh, playing on casual mode i should mention that <laughs> right right <laughs> so i first thought i killed the main model at the fashion show i go back in everybody's just the fashion show's just still going so i'm like all right this is hilarious because like already this is broken and so i waited until the fashion designer for the whole like show came out i walked out onto the catwalk and stood like right behind him and conveniently like there was already a guy standing off to the left so i stood on the right and i had the the the, uh whoever the the model's costume was on i'm just standing there while this designer gives a speech about what this collection meant to him and why he released it now and this that and the other as soon as the speech is over while everyone's clapping i just walk up i stab it with screwdriver (laughs) right on the stage (laughs) and then i run away and i run outside and wait a little while and then i go back inside and everybody's just standing around clapping at an empty like catwalk it's like <laughs> i killed both the main model and the um <laughs> so something was there but i can't remember there's no why. show left but we gotta be here so but i keep like yeah i keep safe <laughs> spamming so i've killed all the tech guys that are running the show too they're all dead and they're stuffed in um crates all around i'm just like how can i break this game and i got the firework thingy and i lit it off nothing happened i was kind of sad but um yeah, I just I've just been trying to break the game. I have not made any actual progress in it, but now that I know it can save spam right before I do something stupid, 
I think I'm gonna be playing Hitman Three a lot more that way. Just I just don't know if I'm I was meant to play this game the right way. It's just too fun to be stupid. It is play it however you best want. Round, yeah, play it however you want. Enjoy it. You know, I want to break it. It's fun to find out all the ways you can you know push the edges of it because it is a game that sets up certain scenarios and it's supposed to do things this way, but then you can also do things another way and you know, whatever way works. Mm. Yeah, however you want to play it is the right way to play it. Um, I for, I forgot to ask you earlier on the subject of neon white. Did you get to the point where you were giving the gifts to the people where you found their specific levels? Have no. you done that yet? No, I haven't done any of the gift stuff. I've just oh. been trying to like get through the levels and. Uh, I'm just. I mean, because I know you put on the notes that you're having fun with it. I'm just saying those those levels that you get are really really cool. Like they're like, I think when I got to that, I was like, okay, this that's where I was like, oh, this game is next level because. Those those ones and spe- the specific ones you get from the gifts are really fucking cool. So it's worth it to get the gifts and give them to them and all that. I try not to throw this kind of thing around too much, but I think I, I do anyway. But yeah, neon white's going to be on the list. Like, there's no way around it at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. Me too. I mean, it's um, it's, it's yeah, a it's, fucking fantastic game, and it just good. has yeah. the charm of it's basically the it's the portal of now. Right, kind of. It's the new. Maybe, yeah, maybe. It's the, it sounds it's, like some sort of like corporate slogan. No, no, I, no. I'm <laughs> just, I'm just telling you, it it is a first person, it is a first person game that is doing things that other games have not done before that, which is the same thing that Portal did, is what I'm saying. That's how mm-hmm. it's the Portal of now. Got like it. ten years down the road, somebody's going to get it when it's re released on Switch Five, and be like, oh hey, this game is great. I mean, yeah. I think it's good. I think um, Mirror's Edge did a lot of what this game did in a different way. Not but as still good, though. Visually, even the aesthetic's very similar. But I will say... I played Mirror's Edge. I thought it kind of sucked. I barely played it. Didn't yeah. like it that much. But yeah. you have to at least give credit where credit's due that this first-person like kind of parkour thing... Sure. ...has been done before. They've definitely like optimized it and made it better. This one does it much better, though. And will end like, yeah. differently. It wasn't like about breaking it's different and all that you know all i'm saying is it is without a doubt i would agree with you trey just because it's a game built for speed running i mean it's literally a speed running game so in today's climate and it's a damn it's a damn good game people love speed runs i mean i mean dunk donkey made a video about it so oh he fucking loves that game no no i i I, his video was fun Uh, no Mm -hmm. I agree. On a, I mean, I feel like once if it makes it to Donkey, then it must be a decent game, right? I mean, it took a while to get there, but yeah, no neon, neon white's awesome. Like, I, I think it's really cool. And I, whenever I get bored of Xenoblade and Monster Hunter Sunbreak, which is probably never, I'll go back to <laughs> neon white. No, I, I mean do, neon I, white's I, a very snacky. It's also it's also a much shorter game. No, I do yeah. really, I do miss it, and I want to get back to it. I've just been very distracted by you by, can literally by, play by it for Zeno five and minutes Monster. and make progress. I know, but that's not the way my mind works. I play one game a night. You know, I can't switch. You know, yeah. Like you were saying, it's it's hard to it's hard to balance everything. Like you need, I can only have a couple games on my mind at a time. You know. Wish I could remind myself that, but there I go buying another game this week uh, on top of the ones I got for free. But on the PS4, I got Resident Evil Village. Ah, spoilers. Tra- yeah, Saturday. I said it early. So, so have you not gotten seven? Did you get Resident Evil 7? I never played 7. I played the demo for it. Because oh, that, that's the one. I mean, apparently that one's much better. I mean, that's the one I've been wanting to play is 7. For, but it's it, much better? Yeah, I heard it's way better than Village between the, between the two of those. 
I don't know. I really like Village so far. I'm going to say. I mean, I'm sure it looks nice visually. It has I thought a lot all of people best... were let down by it in the end, as far it as has, reviews go. So far, Resident Evil 4 vibes, like in all the best ways, like even including like you show up somewhere, you're kind of like dazed, and the people that brought you are dead. Spoilers, you find out at the beginning. The people that brought you there are all dead. So you're like, oh shit, like what do I do now? And then you discover a zombie and you fight them. And then like you get into a, you see a bunch of people around and then you lock yourself in a, you get locked in a building. And you have to put shit in the way of the doors. Like it's very like note for note, almost exactly resident evil four at the beginning. Actually, except actually, actually they're not zombies in resident evil four. It said, well, they're the not zombies in this either. <laughs> well, you call them zombies. Well, I'm just using that for like, of but in Resident Evil 4, they let you know, like when you kill the first one, you look at it, it says, not a zombie. That was like the funniest well, thing, because they really wanted you to know at the beginning. Even though, it, doesn't say, it doesn't say that in dialogue, but as soon as you defeat the first enemy, it says, not, not like in this, but spelled L-Y-C-A-N. You get an achievement for not liking this. So, yeah, it's werewolf-based. Yeah. Just like Bloodborne, which is crazy. So all my shit's starting to like overlap in my brain of like, I'm playing these Victorian era games or neo futuristic games at the same time. They're all classical and a lot of stabbing, and there's lots of blood. And there's werewolves and zombies, and like, and they're all like hyper like realistic. I'm just sort of like getting pulled in this whole like hyper realistic horror vortex, and I kind of like it. Well, well, when you get when you get back into I was gonna say when you get back into Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter is also in the horror world. It kind of like I think so felt like they were. Well, I mean, but Bloodborne specifically was modeled after like uh, '30s monsters, monsters and that sort of thing. Like, I mean, there's mm. a fucking vampire dragon. It's like the new Magnum Allo. So, I mean, mm. and and not to mention, hot off the press, I just looked at Twitter for a second. Uh, Monster Hunter's actually broken three million, like just now. So, Monster Hunter, Sunbreak, Monster Hunter Sunbreak is three million now for sales. Is that across platforms? Yeah, that's that's every, that's well, that's between the Switch and PC. They're the only two platforms it's on. Sunbreak only. That's worldwide. That's, that's the DLC. Yeah, three million. Yeah, that's three times what uh, Shredder's Revenge got because I know they just hit one million. So, but Monster Hunter. No, they hit one million in the first week. They said. Oh, I thought I thought that was total. It was what the first week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, I, I saw that it was just posted like an hour ago that. Monster Hunter hit three million. So, well, Monster Hunter Sunbreak hit three million. So, congrats. Hopefully, I mean, none of that's surprising. Give us more free shit. It's compelling content, and I'm happy to have it. And yeah, this is the era for me of being like completely like content logged, like just sort of like it's just like I feel like I'm just swimming around and great stuff to do as far as video games go. So, yeah, as long as I can keep my eight bit duo working by swapping out batteries, I'm gonna. Hop on Monster Hunter a little more aggressively this week and ride some monsters and have a good time. Um, and as for as far as PS4 goes, I, I I'll try to like not talk about that quite as much, but it really does look great. Trey, you're right; it looks great on the big TV. I just like figured some, you would. I mean, there's some HDR I, <laughs> mode that kicks in that makes it look even better. I mean, when I first, well, I mean, when I first bought an HD TV, like ever, like back in what 2009 or something like that. When I bought my first HD TV, I got like a component cable for my Wii for my Wii, and I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm playing like new Super Mario Brothers." But like in the next week, I went out and bought a PS3. You know, so I mean, I'm just saying I've been there. I understand. You know, when you get a better TV, and you're like, "Well, maybe I want to 
play this other system or I want to get it at another. It just it, it just made me think of like what I did with the PS3 where I was like, all right, I got an HGTV. I should get an actual HD system. And then I got the PS3 and played like Infamous and all this, all that other shit. Yeah. But feel free to talk about Hitman as much as you want. So I'm enjoying that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I'm you're also, also... Wondering, like, you, you played that, that Paris fashion level. So that's a level that has a lot of people in it, a big crowd. And I'm wondering, did you try scaring the crowd yet? Have you sent yeah. them all running? Uh, Kind of. I threw a body down in the crowd. And a bunch of people are like freaking out. And then oh, I, that's like, fun. Uh, I turned off the sound, but somehow they turned it back on. I don't remember how, but if you can achieve like, like, it, I don't know, you set off like a big explosion or something like that. There's a point where you send the whole crowd running, and hmm. I'm just interested in your your your. I wonder if I... to that because I think it has. I think that game has the most realistic crowd reactions that I've ever seen. I wonder if it's a little bit like um, Goldeneye as well, because like. There's this like I was just wandering around and I killed this random guy and then all of a sudden I hear someone like the sheik is down the sheik is down the package is compromised I'm like that wasn't in my list of quests was that some optional quest that I like was supposed to pick up or something but I killed there is guy. something with the sheik there in that level yep yeah that's not but I you. killed him so fuck that up yep <laughs> so there's a lot more to do yeah I'm having fun with it it's mostly just about like kind of walking around and seeing what you can get away with but. You're right about like even on an interpersonal level, like you stand too close to somebody, they're gonna be like, "Hey, I'm Sting. I have a song about this." Yeah, those, <laughs> don't stand so close to me. Yeah, but they just have these interesting conversations, and mm. I, I still hear dial every time I play the game, even however long you know, year and a half into the game, two years, whatever. Uh, I still hear new stuff every time I play it. Trey, you're also not wrong, though, about the fact that I'm future-proofing myself for my PS5 that I will have eventually. I figured um, you would be on the boat to try to get that just because of you. Because when I bought, when I bought the Village, full, that's also yeah. the PS5 version. I have both versions of uh, Cyberfunk or whatever it's called. I haven't oh, played Cyber, the first Cyberpunk's one. Cyberpunk's 2077. Yeah, I have that. It's still like shrink wrapped, but I'll have like the PS5 version of that, you know, and I'll have the PS5 version of um, Bloodborne as well. So, like, not too worried about it. I, I am kind of future proofed as far as that's concerned. And uh, I won't buy a PS5 anytime soon, but once I get it, I'm ready to rock. You know, like I said, you get a new TV, you might want to get a new system to play it on that. It's what I figured you might go towards because you're like, hey. And all I had Nintendo's to actually do was not, buy a new controller for $22. It's like Nintendo's not fully 4K, but I do believe in my heart and and in my eyes. Well, nor that, is that, PS4. That, that the Nintendo Switch looks a lot better on, on the 4K TV because, yeah, playing, I mean, even playing like Monster Hunter Sunbreak, I was like, oh, wow, this looks so much better. Your your TV upscales it to an extent. I, uh, I felt like everything. Yeah, I noticed a big difference between my. I don't think PS4 is natively putting out 4K. I think you had to get the PS4 Pro for 4K. Probably so not. I don't. I don't have that either. Yeah, 4K in itself is even confusing because I don't think the PS5 mm-hmm. even puts out true 4K, right, or whatever. I don't know. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother yep. thing. But, but on that note, I, mean, I forgot. To, I forgot to mention though that I did see an OLED for the first time this week when I was at Target. They had an OLED there. So I did get to Marvel. You haven't seen one yet? I've I've seen them everywhere. I've seen them all I haven't the seen place. them at, in the wild myself. No, I've seen nope, them. At, I never saw one. They, they I saw one them at on, Target. Yeah, yeah. They had a demo unit out, and so I was playing uh, uh, Mario Odyssey and just admiring how beautiful that screen looks. Yeah, it's, it's like, very it's very pretty. 
giant iPhone screen. You know, I, oh, I, quality. I heard they're great. I mean, I have one. They're great. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen them around a lot at Target, but I do a lot of grocery shopping there, so I'm there fairly often. I sincerely hope the Pro, the Pro will be a Pro-led. That's the one I want. I'm sure. I mean, well, if whatever. I think we mentioned, we didn't mention this last week, but whoever, whatever fucking, whatever garbage bullshit uh, person on Twitter said a thing was going to happen, whatever it's going to happen, said that it was going to be unveiled in uh, September. So there, you can think that that'll be whenever they say whatever they say they're going to say about things. But on that note, are you good on your games so we can switch to to news stuff? Speaking of saying whatever we're going to say about things, the news. News, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. <laughs> I like that. I might, I might not even put the audio thing of, of Jeremy uh, doing the news thing there, but I, I like you just dropping it there. But no, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the news. Um, so uh, games out this week. I just want to mention Time on Frog Island was a game that I've been really looking forward to. That's just a game that's based just pretty much based around just trading in like kind of like a nice Animal Crossing community type thing. And I've been wanting to play that game for a long time, and it came out like this week, and I've heard great things about it. You know, it's like for anybody who liked all the trading shit from like Link's Awakening or like Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time and all that. So is this they is this built... the actual game that Link's Awakening was based off of? No, 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 no. It's not okay because that was also a frog based game. Yeah, it had a frog name in there. No, this is just a this is just like a game that is only about trading things. That's 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 the basis of the whole game. It's having a thing and trading it with somebody else to get another thing. That's all it is. There's no combat. There's nothing else. It's just trading. And I've heard people, they've been talking about this for months. Like, I saw a lot of previews of it, and apparently it's really, really good. So, I've been really interested in it. It came out this, this week. Were the reviews, I wouldn't trade this for anything? I hope somebody said that. I don't know. I haven't, I've just, I watched them without the sound on, because I've been doing other things. But, uh, it, it's weird. Nintendo, you know, since Nintendo refuses to direct in any way, they've just been kind of taking everything apart and just giving us little parts of it. And this was like curse of the show, like pretty much right after I think we recorded last week. Um, they said that Pokemon Puzzle League N64 is coming out this Friday to continue the expansion, the expansion pack 64 stuff. But in a less like predisposed way, like we don't know what's next. Yeah, but it's just like, oh yeah, next week here it is. But I, but I love Pokemon Puzzle League, so it's great. I I, it was, you know, it's Tetris. It was the new version of Tetris Attack Panel Day Pond. But what's really mm-hmm. cool about this game is it has the 3D one that's just like a rotating cylinder, which I thought was really neat. And not to mention like the the full motion video intros, like of like the animation, like the Pokemon animation and all that, which I thought was really rad at the time. It had a very slick interface for the time. Well, yeah. it was a later release, but like. Yeah, I remember being pretty floored by the presentation, being like, "This looks like a PlayStation game with FMV and shit." Yeah, no, it's 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 a great game, and I just I like having it on there, and it's just giving me another Tetris Attack game to play because all I had was a, was a Super Famicom Panel Day Pawn, but now we have Puzzle League again. I'm just you know I'm gonna play the shit out of it, and the 3D one was really fun. Like just the rotating like thing was that was cool. So I'm excited about that. And also on the Japanese side, we have Custom Robo 1 and 2, which is all in Japanese, but... Seems unplayable, probably. I can, I can give it a try. <laughs> I mean, I have yeah, them downloaded. But I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, it's... They, it's translate them so we can play It's them. a lot of buying, like, parts to upgrade, right? 
probably yeah there's probably a lot of text that you need to understand to get through it so um there might be uh i mean obviously wave two of mario kart's gonna happen soon right because like didn't the first like the first wave came in like march or something like that right mm-hmm. it, was like, go, yeah. it was like a long ass time from now like four like four months ago so um I, there was a story that kind of broke well it i mean it broke but i guess like people saw mention of it at a japanese 7-eleven which jess and i we've been there and we still reminisce about the greatness of 7-eleven and how much we miss it. And sometimes they do tell you about things there that's going to happen. I remember us, we were there pre-Pokemon Sword and Shield. And there was like a whole thing where like you spend a certain amount of money and you put your hand in a box and you can pull out little coupons that give you free things. Like we got like free whiskey, free beer out of there. And it was all like Pokemon themed, which I thought was fun that I got free alcohol from Pokemon. But yeah, I, I hope that it's, you know, because the internet is the internet. Like every week is like, this week is the new you know, first party Nintendo direct, even though, like I was saying earlier, since Nintendo's just giving us small bits of things that they're doing, makes me feel even more that we're not going to get a first party direct because they're just, you know, they're just laying it out in trailer form. So not anytime soon. That's for sure. I mean, at this point it would have been over a month since E3 would have actually happened. Yeah. 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 You're right about, so they're really meting it out. Like they're like, well, now that nobody else is doing a big info dump, or if they are, it seems somewhat uncertain that we could just focus on indie and do like maybe more focused directs. Like, you know, well, we know beta, but oh, we didn't mention it yet, but yeah, <laughs> well, that one's coming up. There's got to be something about that. But speak, but speaking of info dumps, uh, we got a new Kirby game coming out. Uh, Kirby meets Fall Guys, which I'm actually kind of, kind of, well, you, Kirby's Dream Buffet. You're I was saying, saying four players versus 99 players, not quite. So. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. Uh, it doesn't have the same amount of players, but I'm, I'm interested because actually when I first saw this, I was thinking free to play, but apparently it's, it is going to be, it is, is going to have a cost at some point because mm-hmm. I saw news articles talking about like that you could buy it in stores, but not physically. So you could buy a card that would give you a digital code. So. Yeah, I think you are going to have to pay something for it, which I feel like it would be better as a free to play. But I do say that other Kirby game is a free to play. But yeah, exactly right. I figured it would be. I figured it'd be on that on that level. Uh, Also, Fall Guy I think is like thirty two, so it was not ninety nine. That was a big stretch. But and um, I'm watching. uh, I'm watching the thing right now, and 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 at the very beginning, it definitely shows more than four players. I don't know the amount, but they're definitely more. So maybe it's four player local i don't know yeah i don't know how many because because when it shows like the when it shows where you start off when you start the race you can see about 10 on, on the screen there that are all that are all racing each other at least i like how you kind of have to go back and forth of being like kirby is like this eldritch god that's like one of the most powerful beings if not the most powerful being in the nintendo universe and then you also got to be like oh yeah there's just a bunch of different kirby's like there's a bunch of yoshis there's a bunch of super powerful Nintendo superheroes or whatever. I, I'm, I, I, pause, I, I just paused the video and it looks like, from what I can see, there's at least eight going at the same time from the start here. That's eight times the amount of people who could have saved the Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it looks cool. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in it. But it, it very much does kind of look like Kirby meets Fall Guys. But it doesn't. Ha- but right. it doesn't have that. Um, doesn't have the good old stop motion of the other one. 
I think like a food based competitive party game makes sense for Kirby. There's no doubt. Do likes to eat, and I don't mean that in a bad way. That's just kind of what he does. That's his thing. It's his thing. Mm. He's a vacuum. I, I, I want. I want to try it out for sure. I want to try out RoboCop Rogue City next Robo year. RoboCop game <laughs> next year. Yeah, coming next year, uh, 2023 June. Set so, in Detroit, right? Set in Detroit. Yeah, I, ho- I, I hope so. What about due for a new RoboCop game? I want to see what a modern RoboCop game looks like. Starting. You starting ain't too far from RoboCop. Detroit, right? You're about. True. Yeah, two hundred miles away. I, I don't, I don't even know how far I, you. I don't, I don't You're pretty far from Detroit, aren't you? No, I'm like thirty minutes, twenty minutes. Oh, you are pretty yeah. close. I'm right there. Yep. I think because you're in Lansing, right? No, I'm in or Northville. Northville is oh, okay. Yeah, nearby Michigan, nearby, nearby Detroit. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to to play it for that reason. And uh, you know, I, I actually played Detroit Become Human recently, and that was a that was interesting to see that as well. Just the you know, Detroit is not a common setting for a video game, so we get excited when uh, we hear. Have you spent much time in Detroit, like in your life? Oh yeah, yep, okay. definitely. Yep. The um, what was it? Uh, the day, day, the the day of sex game took place in mm-hmm. Detroit, and I really like that game. So there's a game. I mean, the, that game came out like 15 years ago as well, but it was Detroit <laughs> X Machina. But it was cool. Nice. Yeah, I mean we. It's it's cool to just randomly get this RoboCop game, you know, no movie attached to it or whatever, but uh, a RoboCop video game that makes total sense, right? Like the last one that I played would have been on the NES, the original RoboCop game. Yeah, I was gonna say when was the last RoboCop game? I play I played a lot of uh, RoboCop versus Terminator on Super Nintendo. Like that was a pretty good game. But as far as RoboCop games, other than that, I don't really know. I was like, maybe there was some really shitty tie-in thing from the remake, which sucked. But well, I never maybe, saw yeah. it. But it looked like trash. Yeah, I wonder how many RoboCop games there actually are. Like, I would think it's maybe the NES game, and I don't, I don't think there were any in the 16-bit generation. I do really. I, I love. I love the theme song from. I think it's just because of the greatness of the theme song from the movie. But I love the theme song from that NES game. The na 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 na. No, 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 no. I don't remember it. It's a good one. You know, it's thinking like Terminator, but like circusy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, not, I, it's not like da 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 da. It's different. I wrote uh, one of the funniest things that I remember of that being um, RoboCop themed, and this is kind of a deep cut tray, but is when I lived with uh, our friend Lee still. And uh, I think you and I were in Chinatown, and I found, I, I'm not sure if we were together or not, but I found. Uh, just it randomly at one of the stores, it was like this uh, pack of RoboCop toys, but it was two like perfectly cylindrical like balls that had like RoboCop's head on them, but they were like little squirters that you like fill up with water. So it was a pack of two RoboCop heads that you could squirt water out of. <laughs> oh, I, I don't. And I remember those. I was like, "This would be perfect for Lee," and so <laughs> I gave it to her as a gift. And then I guess at some point, like when we were just like sending nonsense texts back and forth to each other. I had said "fucky RoboCop" to her. That was my message I sent her, mm. and she's like, "So I'm going to name these two Robo RoboCop heads." And she used permanent marker on one. She wrote "fucky," and then the other one she wrote "RoboCop," like all one word. And <laughs> it's a deep cut, but uh, that was the funniest RoboCop experience I had in my life. There you go. Let me. I would say I play this for a second. I wasn't even in Detroit. This one. Just wait for it. Check up, sir. Oh, right. 
That's the song from the NES. That da na 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 na. It's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance Two, which I think was on GameCube. The second one was not the first one. Uh, that remaster has been announced for Switch. Uh, cool. This that's all I can say about that. Uh, Mia and the Dragon Princess. I just put that on there because I thought you'd be into it, John. Because another sure. FMV game getting added to the added to the pile here. Coming out Q4 2022. I didn't watch the trailer for it yet, but it's from, from the the title and I, don't, I remember the the, the photo. Looks well, like some guy I feel like watching a trailer of an FMV game is kind of like it's like watching the trailer demo, of a right? Movie. Right. <laughs> well, you don't. I mean, you don't, get to, you don't get to choose anything. But not to mention, it's coming from Wales Interactive, who also brought us Late Shift, yep. which is a, which is a great game. So, oh, that's yeah, that's strong pedigree. So, so there you go. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I'm, you know, I haven't really played anything since Late Shift, as far as FMB games go. So I don't know. I was really interested in that Capcom one, or no, the Square Enix one. That right. Was, that was like the. That was like the. Um, detective one that was supposed to be really good but yeah i don't know don't so remember what, what's what's the new hitman thing that's happening on here so this was uh, a previewed in that uh, there was a hitman direct if you will a couple months ago this is like probably four or five months ago now and at the end of that that direct there was a um, just a little teaser just a shot of this uh new level and that was how they closed it out and that was like me like that's the most interesting part of the whole thing i just a whole new hitman level if you've played those games you know that that's going to be another 10 hours of content easy because those levels are huge and layered and always have multiple challenges within them and then there's the the just mess around factor so that's that's another 10 hours they're open so yeah they're open open zone (laughs) well i mean it I mean, the way you describe that kind of reminds me of like any of the levels in Monster Hunter. Like when you, when mm-hmm. you get to see a new Monster Hunter in Sunbreak, and that was something I was really looking forward to, is new levels to fuck around with. But yeah, you will you will play these levels multiple times in different ways and different challenges and different monsters and multiple monsters and all that. And that's just how they are, you know. So it kind of reminds me right. of that. This level is Ambrose Island, so it's a it's like a pirate hideaway, pretty unique uh interesting setup there and it's a tropical it's tropical islands um f- from the trailer it looked like they're they were focused on one particular uh leader who i'm guessing is the person that you have to take down and she's like oh you know total outcast like you know no one accepts us anywhere but here we can be free and blah blah blah, blah. i don't know why i have to kill her but at the end of the trailer shows hitman getting out of his boat and you know ready to go into action so i'm excited to, to give this level a try it comes out july 25th and it's free for everybody so real soon we're gonna be able to try this game this this uh, well, free level. if you own it right free if you own hitman three yeah. okay cool well i do i, I mean own that two two thirds two thirds of a set but i have to unlock it right because i haven't beat even the first level i don't know if you have to unlock it or whatever i'll find out i don't, I don't, I don't know how you're gonna get access to it but uh you're gonna have it. Dang, cool. So my advice to you is play all the all the other levels until July 25th. Get on it. Just get your fill. Get on it. So um, so there's been more info released on uh the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. 
I, I did I did enjoy watching that. There was that video. It was posted through PlayStation, but it's coming out for both. But I, I liked watching right. the video of like all the different Bebops and Rocksteadies from the different yeah, that, games. That, like, was that, was, that was awesome cool. that was cool way to approach that. I loved it because it let you see mm-hmm. like just in a just in a quick flash, like yeah, like what the evolution of their depiction in video games was, and at the same time, you're kind of remembering as a kid, like. Yeah, they were the first like kind of villains that were introduced that or the first henchmen really besides the foot soldiers themselves but like right they did become more like developed as the show went on like they got they kept around as new characters were introduced but they were like yeah they got new costumes and new like things they did and new roles they filled and stuff yeah and it just it reminded me when i was playing you know the focus on on bebop and rocksteady reminded me of when i was playing the Shredder's Revenge with my nephew recently. My nephew was just learning how to read. And so he kept mm-hmm. calling Bebop Bobby. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get you, Bobby. I kept reminding him, that's, that's Bebop. We didn't call him Bobby. Bobby Why not? Sure. Yeah. Bobby's it's a, not I, too far removed. Yeah. Well, I yep. mean, uh, yeah, I guess it's, you know, based off of the musical, whatever, like, uh, yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady. Like Rock Man and Bass and all that stuff. Right. And actually, uh, there's a trailer also for the game's appearance at San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, Konami is teasing, uh, quote-unquote, a radical announcement, which we all can assume is the release date. Release date, yeah. No, no I figured yeah, that they were... Not some sort of militaristic thing. I, I figured right. all of this was... Uh, yeah, all of this was a build-up to, like, the actual release date. Do you know when the San Diego Comic-Con is... is I mean, is that... That has to be, like, coming up, right? Or, yeah, I don't know. I know typically it's in June, right? But... I don't know. Every, everything's been shuffled since the you know since yep. the the ongoing pandemic and all that. It's like what time is what? What is when is what? I don't know. I, like who knows? But yeah, I'm really interested. I'm interested to see when the release date of of that is because yeah, I want to play. Uh, I I do want to play like tournament fighters again, the Super Nintendo one and and the Genesis one, which I never played. I'm just excited for in the year 2022, two Ninja Turtles games to be on my top ten list. Yeah, totally unexpected, but welcome. I mean, j- just watching that video of Bebop and Rocksteady, like it was just like looking at. I was like, oh well, there's a game I never, I never played that game. I didn't play this one. Like, I want right. to try that one out. Like, here's like Manhattan Project. Here's like Turtles in Time. Like, here's yeah. like the the like Stone the the Genesis one. Heist. Like, like all yeah. these ones I've just never played, and I'm just like, cool. I want to want to play those, and I'm like. Here's the Game Boy one I played, but here's all these other Game Boy ones that I didn't play. So I'm just excited to just you know go into that area that I haven't explored before. And yeah, I played all cool. of them except for the Game Boy ones. So I'm excited to dive into those. I'll probably go did into you those first did you play the reason. fight? Did you play the fighting games? Yeah, I, I, I the Super I, I've and the Genesis. Sampled them here and there. I've tried them, you know, on emulation. Are the fighting games on there too? Yeah, no, yep, they yeah. are. I'm I'm really excited about that about playing those. I played I, them on emulator, but I've never played them. Like well, I played I played a lot of the Super Nintendo one like, at LCC where where you know where we were at college together. I did actually play a lot of the Super Nintendo one, and I really liked it. It had super moves and a super meter, which is cool. So I yeah, they even have the NES version on there, which. I remember when that came oh, out. Oh yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't even NES. know. Like yeah, I'm like I wonder what I I think I might have played that through an emulator, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it had the super moves on on the on the NES one, but but I'm excited to yeah play the play the fighting games because I, like I was trying to think those. of a way to write a a uh, message in Slack when you know we actually got like hey we're gonna find out the release date soon or whatever. But uh, I was gonna be like I wish I could go back in time and tell like people back like the Super Turtles fans at the height of their like 
fame, I'd be like, the best year is going to be 2022. <laughs> right. And and then when I thought about I it, I'm like, well, <laughs> well, at that point, I was like, well, once I do that, I'm going to be like putting a seed into people's minds, like all this other stuff, and then it would alter the future. So never mind. I'm not going to put that in Slack. But I said it on the podcast. So if people from the past are listening, hey, sorry about changing the future. So uh, so the San Diego, San Diego mm-hmm. Comic-Con is happening next week. It's actually a week from today in recording time. So it's happening next Thursday, the 21st. How so. much do you want to bet that they're just going to say, and it's out right now? Could be. I don't know. You, you don't, be. I you don't want you don't want to leave a little bit more time for Shredder's Revenge. To well, there's going to be whatever. A, there's going to be a push for a physical version too, right? Isn't that a thing with? Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, another, it's not quite like limited run, but it's something similar where it's a smaller company that's going to distribute DLC. I thought it was like downloadable games or something. Or no, or is it not? I mean, it's who Kohler's working for now. I thought those digital eclipse. I just think it may be. Um, I think that there's got to be something in tandem with the physical release, so that's why I'm a little skeptical they're going to be like, hey, available now. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of people still have to work. I mean, I feel like every physical release has been delayed, or 99.9% of them or whatever have, have been have been delayed from the actual digital, so I think that's just something that you have to deal with if you're one of the physical people. But they also dropped that uh, physical version of... of- uh, Shredder's Revenge. It was either the day of or shortly after, and then that was a you know available now release. Yeah, I mean, well, there, I mean, but there are still like there are physical releases that are like, hey, this week is a release of something that came out two years ago. So I mean, it's like I don't know, it varies for whatever it is. But regardless, uh, Bayonetta got a new trailer and a new release date. And, and a new mode. And a sensor mode as well, which is interesting. I so, love the condescending like name. It's great. What what is it called? It's called naive angel mode. Is it really? Is really? that really yeah. what it was? I thought that was just somebody being funny. Like with like so that's in a, the article. This is a mode that uh, eliminates the sexiness and the violence. Yeah. So so uh, I think yeah, just sexiness. Be, I don't know about violence. I don't I don't think it's violence. So uh they only showed oh. sexiness in the trailer. Okay, so for anybody for let's just let's just break it down here. For anybody who has not played Bayonetta before, uh basically I guess everything that Bayonetta wears is like part of her Bayonetta hair, her, her hair and all yeah. that. So, so she's so, naked. So so like well, so when she changes into like whatever monster is gonna attack something her hair like becomes this transformation. So her like clothes disappear when the, when the hair like pulls it away and you kind of have this basically not, not fully naked cause it still covers the parts, but that's just part of the game. And, uh, and now you have the ability to censor that. Like if you want to play it in a living room and your parents, I'm very seeing like, hey, a that's size comparison and like the people, the character that from resident evil village that everyone was so horny for like a year ago the mm-hmm. lady Demetresco or however you say her name. Like she's really not a whole lot taller than Bayonetta, like based on her proportions. Like Bayonetta is like a giant anime sexy lady who's just like crazy powerful because her hair is essentially a god attached to her head. Yeah, like yeah, she like she basically um yeah like calls demons or whatever or you know gods like out of yeah out of out of like portals created by her own hair mm-hmm. which also creates like whatever she wears and stuff but she's badass like she, she's like yeah. british and super cocky and everybody's like fuck you 
It's I remember there being a I remember there like I think I when IGN's podcast mentioned that where it's where it's like Bayonetta is not necessarily horny. It's more of the camera people where it's like yeah the cameras sometimes just go like go in places that that's that's what they need to do for the naive angels like maybe have the camera not go like under the legs for like some parts <laughs> and, and stuff like that. But and we and I remember we had a we had Eddie Eddie V on here from a from a Nintendo Power Block like on the release of um, Bayonetta one and two and all that. And the Bayonetta's design was actually was created by a woman, like did make like all the, yeah. the way she looks and all that, which, which is cool. Not to, you know, the, it has its own horniness with, with the camera angles and all that, but I am very excited to play Bayonetta three. I think it looks great. It's basically oh, adding Bayonetta. more to fucking October is the crazy is going to be the crazy fucking, video game release month like everything is yeah i have that one as well but it's i think it's in the other room uh jeremy's holding up his bayonetta amiibo right now but yeah fucking october is gonna ridic- be ridiculous because we got like near we got near automata we got fucking persona 5 like that's just a, but there's more in in, in october like it t- october is gonna be ridiculous for video game releases for the switch wait but, there's more but but no but the trailer looks amazing uh Bayonetta gets to, I mean, we saw this before, like, it's to turn into, like, Titans, pretty much, like, in the Xenoblade Chronicles world, kind of, like, you can become this big, big kaiju, whatever, and fight other things, and I'm really excited, I think it looks fucking great, and when I saw it, I'm like, I'm so excited that this time, I don't have to play a previous Bayonetta to get to the Bayonetta that I bought, because when, (laughs) when Bayonetta came out on Wii U, it came out in a double pack with one and two, and actually made myself play through all of one before I got to two. So it took me a long time to get to the actual release that it was. So I'm happy to just be able to just buy three and just play three. I don't have to play one before that to yeah. get to it. But no, those games were fucking fun as hell. I played through both of them like for however long, and I had a really. Good I did time the same it. thing, but I had played one on the 360 like way back in the day when I lived with Nick. Still, so I was like, I haven't played it in so long. I'll just play through the first one again and then the second one, but. Damn, that was a good game. Well, they're both are, but second game is real good. Yeah, no, it's it's great, and it was it was one of those things where I I played through all of one, and I really enjoyed one, and I had never played it before, but I always wanted to, but I didn't have the system at the time that it was out for, and then Nintendo became the producer of two because one didn't sell enough on three sixteen PS three or whatever, and I got two, and I played through one, and by the time I got to two, I was kind of a little sick of it because I played through all of one, so I got like halfway through two. And then I picked it up again when it got out on, on Switch, and I beat it on Wii U after the fact. But but I'm excited that, yeah, uh, Bayonetta is coming out this year, and I think it looks really cool. And that would have totally been some check marks for our uh, bingo cards if it was a month later. Yeah, if it was a direct, right? Yeah. But no, I mean, I, of- I love the style of it. I love it looks. I mean, what are your thoughts on Bayonetta, John? Like, are you do you have any interest in it whatsoever? Uh, you know, it's a platinum game. I liked a lot of the other stuff, like you know, Mad World, and I'm interested in it as far as that. I don't know if it's a day one buy for me. Maybe it's a you know, wait till it goes on sale or whatever. I don't know. We'll see what else. I may or may not be buying in October. Everything I might have. I might have <laughs> to spend 120 dollars in this Genesis Mini too. Oh, oh boy. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess we can segue to that. So uh, yeah. Uh, so we we talked before about the Sega Genesis Mini, um, and, and as it uh, releasing in Japan, but it's been officially 
it, it officially announced that it's coming out in in America. Yeah, October twenty seventh, which and is well, catch which, to that. which is like a day before Bayonetta three. What's the catch? Catch is it's only being released through Amazon Japan. Oh, weird. Is that yeah. a different app? <laughs> so I don't know if it's I, a different app, but I think. Well, like, I don't know. When I've you actually, Amazon, you know, what? you have to buy it from Japan and uh, pay extra pay shipping. Extra shipping right? I've actually, well, there was a way around that because I, I used to order amiibo from Japan through Amazon that was cheaper because the amiibo mm. weren't as like you know because in Japan they're not assholes so they don't like buy out a bunch of shit and then try to resell it to you for a hundred dollars or whatever. So, right. I, so oh, a lot of the rare amiibos that I got, I bought from I bought from Japan through Amazon. You know, so, but I don't remember how exactly I did that because that was like a long time ago. But yeah, Genesis uh, Mini 2. Basically, what I when I saw this was happening, my thought on it was uh, I'll just basically wait till they sell it for $40 on Amazon. But I don't, I won't wait this time because I think it's selling for like $200 now on Amazon, the old, uh, <laughs> the old uh, Sega Genesis. Just wait till nobody buys it and they make it like half off and then buy right. it. And then and then you have it. And also, I hope that these games will eventually show up on expansion pack for uh, for the Switch. Yeah, yeah which I, there's a good chance a it will. I think they're kind of missing the missing the mark a little bit with the price. I know they, they have 50 games in this one, but like I think the sweet spot with the 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 NES and the Super NES of sixty dollars. I think that was uh, part of why those were so successful. Like kind of a throwaway like to get this cute little system for 60 bucks and get 20 or 30 games on it but it's Whatever. a better controller right this time around the six, genesis oh yeah it's a six, six button, button right? controller yep and Our, it has sega cd games right have they does have sega cd yep but have they, but they haven't fully announced the whole list right of games Not i didn't yet. think they had uh-huh. the main one that's really gonna like i said it before final fight cd put that on there that's going to be one that i'm really going to be like and it's never going to happen but if they put if if they put the spider-man versus the kingpin cd game on there i would be all over that shit because that was the one that's the cd game i want so badly even though i know it's just like a kind of like a re-release version of the genesis one but those cutscenes are so good though they're so amazing speaking of everything about this sorry i was say everything about this seems like it's and after the fact, like, no, we were never going to release this in the U.S., but now that we see there's interest, we'll do it. But it's yeah. just let's just bolster our uh, supply by like 25 percent and then probably sell out really fast or whatever. I'm telling you, wait, wait, be. like wait, like three or four months. It'll be on sale for like 40 bucks like it was when it when it released the first time. But like, that was with a U.S. release. No, I'm, I'm saying that the first mini like went on sale like big time. So, I mean. Okay, and I well, I bought I bought mine from Japan, which was cheaper. That's true. It had you were less, in Tokyo because it had less. Well, it had less controllers because the one here came with two, and I could get that one with one. And it was really cool. I mean, you played it at the bar and all that. But I do remember it selling for dirt cheap for a while on Amazon, like like a few months after it released, because nobody really cared about it. So there's a good chance that'll happen again on this one. But also, yeah, add more Sega CD shit on there, especially FMB stuff. Yep, to get the whole library of fmv games on there i'm buying it i don't care what the price is so we should talk we should talk about this mighty bowser lego lego thing yeah i'm not buying really... lego bowser for 260 dollars or whatever it is 269.99 yeah. i don't even know I, I i don't know anything about this but this yeah this lego set does look pretty massive yeah it's lego bowser it's 2700 and something pieces 
I look at that figure and I go, yeah, that's pretty big, but I don't see. Not 2, it depends on the size of the pieces. Yeah. Lots of points of articulation, right? Like lots right. of bendy parts or whatever. I mean, when you look at also the size of the pieces, like there might be like a hundred pieces that are like just one single, like little round circle. 2,800 yeah, pieces. Though. That's ridiculous. It's too many. It looks really cool though. That's the good news. It looks it's the best looking uh, Lego Mario figure that there is so far it actually looks like lego and bowser which to me the other figures look like neither (laughs) they don't look like lego or mario yeah they look like yeah they're like box mario or something like they don't they don't look right they look like playmobile or or something you know i don't know but uh i've not been interested in these and uh you know at that price i won't be interested in this either but it's still cool that that they're making it it seems like it's very much like n64 bowser it's actually a step up even really it's probably like more like it's like game bowser i'd say ds bowser it's it's got some more polygons to it well physical polygons uh lego pieces whatever (laughs) but i also noticed that they're um for the first time in their marketing they're not putting kids in there there's an adult building this one i thought that was interesting it it does say it does say eighteen and above on the uh, on the on the does details. It? Yeah, because okay. he has a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His his little bow wow. But it, but it, yeah, down at the bottom, it it has the stats and it says uh, eighteen plus uh, twenty eight oh seven pieces. This uh, VIP Lego points Bowser comes with a number in, item, whatever built in uh, no sexy mode. You just take the take the dick off, take the Lego dick <laughs> off. An eighteen plus. Lego said that's fucking hilarious. Like, I've seen I've seen the adult marketing like for the Star Wars stuff in particular, but to to literally say eighteen plus is fucking hilarious. This is a this is something I actually just learned on a on a shoot I was on. Have you heard of like a, adult Legos where like you basically build like plants and shit that you put in your house that look like yeah, real, real my, plants? Yes, I my, thought you were gonna uh, say dildos. Like no, dildos. I no, don't like no. Shauna's brother's husband has a shit ton of those. He has the Legos, no. It's it's a thing. I just I just found like, I just really? found out about it from a. From it's a, beautiful. It's like yeah. um. It looks like a. I don't know. It's like a video game version of like new architecture. I, it's hard to explain, but it's no. I was yeah. I was talking modern to, design. I was talking to like the talent on on a show I was working on, and they were like uh. Yeah, they're like, oh no, you will see them everywhere. They're like on the backgrounds and interview interviews on the TV. Like you'll see them all over the place. And it's like adult yeah. Legos. It's a whole another thing, whole thing. And I just not heard um, of it. But yeah, yeah, he has a uh, he has the flower vase. He has the bonsai tree, which is really fucking cool. I could see it. Yeah, end. yeah, they had that one as well at their place. I, I saw it. They, they, and then they, of course, so, of like it has like the friends like the whatever that cafe is like underneath glass and their coffee table. Like yeah, there's pretty cool lego stuff i've seen in the past couple of years like adults building lego is no joke that's a serious thing at least in my geeky circle oh yeah yep. people get paid to do it yep. so i, I, I don't guess know if they got paid to do it but they have it <laughs> there are people who lego hires to actually oh, okay. build those giant things you none of these people a, a get paid, store, yeah. yeah those are master builders and they get paid like, I'm not talking. I'm just talking about like the different kits and stuff. Yeah, just the yeah, like, ju- just like the plant looking ones and, uh, and all that stuff. And then because I've seen, I've literally seen like all these big sets like face to face because the Nintendo ones in particular. Because our friend Josh and his husband like have a whole room basically devoted to Lego sets that are Nintendo themed. It's pretty cool. And they but they also That's have cool. a lot of the uh, casual ones. But then 
Shauna's brother also has a bunch too. So they're cool. I want one. I think, um, I, I think one more and wrap it up. I was going to say, yeah, one more and wrap it up. But I think, uh, this one happened in between shows, but, uh, E3 apparently will live on due to, uh, Reed Pop, which Jeremy and I, we actually did do a live show at a Reed Pop event we did. in Indiana back in the pre COVID times. This would have been literally 2019, I think. Right? Was it? Was it? Maybe it might have been 2018. Yeah, I don't know. No, you know what? I think it was 2019, but it was like spring. Yeah, I, I mean that's where I that's where I know the name from. But yeah, yeah. So so Reed Pop, who also does PAX, which PAX like came back obviously before E3 did because E3 never did. But uh, you know PAX East and West and all that that's been happening like post pandemic and all that shit. So. I think this is a, the automatic that E3 will be back 100% next year. Yep. I think. I, yeah, I, I, I said it before. I, I think E3 is not going anywhere. The industry needs an event where the, the actual uh, people involved all get together in the same room and show each other what they've been doing and make deals and all that. And, you know, it's, 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 there's a whole other purpose of it beyond just, you know, putting out videos on the internet. It's, actually to to get those folks in the room together and make deals like i was talking to one of the when i I went to one of them i was talking to the producer of starlink remember starlink yeah that game sucked but i mean i'm sure they're cool well he (laughs) was telling me that that game came about because of a meeting at e3 Mm -hmm. like they had a they, they had a prototype of the game sans you know, Star Fox and all that stuff. Uh, but at E3, Nintendo saw what they were doing and they went and put Star Fox in it. So this, that's that, that's the kind of thing that happens, uh, you know, at this, uh, at E3, where, where when when the industry bigwigs actually get together in the same room. And I think that's valuable. And that's, if not E3, it'll be some other event that comes up and takes precedence where these guys can actually talk to each other you know, once a year, get together in the same space. So I'm glad to I see like, that they're. I like the over. press demos, and I like the uh, subsequent articles about them and stuff. But I would love if they would simultaneously be like all the demos available to the press floor are also available to anybody with the relevant consoles. Yeah, right. like like available digitally. Uh, one one mm-hmm. thing that I think is interesting from uh from Reed Pop taking over for E3. Is it is like well does this mean that E three will become like you know like more of like a like a fan base consumer base thing like because PAX East and West you don't have to be like a part of the press to go anybody can go so does that mean that like E three twenty twenty three will be like more of an open place for anybody to go who's not just part of a website or whatever and that type of thing is what I'm curious as to where they're going to go with it because because like I said. Anybody can go to PAX. Like you don't have to. I be see it reframed. A part of a thing. Completely. It's it's going to be maybe it'll be more like anybody can come, and it can be more of a fan thing. I think it'll be reframed, and I think it may be the ex- exact opposite. But I could be wrong. But I think it might be more tight knit press exclusive thing, and then maybe there's like a larger public event going on around it. But I don't know. There's still something to be said about hype and behind closed doors stuff, and that's what E3 used to be. I mean, it was always kind of that. 
where the press would get access and then hype up their individual audience. Well, I mean, they so, they yeah. can they can do different parts. You know, they can have a part. That's what that, I mean. Yeah, they can have a part where, like where in, press gets in the, the outer circle where press yeah, I mean, get to see a certain thing, but people still yeah. get to come through and play shit. I, I think mm-hmm. what they really need to do is just try to bring people back to it. You know, because like Sony left and like. You know, I feel like a bunch of people left E3 before the pandemic and all that, and you need to just bring all the big players back as, and have them all have something to show and all that. Is what I don't know. Doing. I think we might be holding out hope for something that doesn't matter anymore. And I mean, I don't. I don't personally don't care. The that name much about and E3, the history but, yeah. is cool, but what does it really mean? It's just a bunch of people coming together to like masturbate in front of each other to show who's better. Like yeah. that's what it was initially. <laughs> And uh, maybe it's changed as a press event since then, but it's had to recreate itself multiple times on the edge of obsolescence. So maybe it's time for it just to go. I just want it to be. Forever. I just want it to be there, so we have an actual date for the Nintendo Direct, the first. That's party cool. One. I get that. I, I get mean that. that. There's that, and and Nintendo had some really really incredible like displays at those, like where they would bring in yeah. the fucking giant displays and all the characters, and they would build like whole. You know, you've seen it, yeah. like where the giant fucking Zelda, like the Stalfos and all that. You know, they did some really cool shit there. Yeah. You know, so I do uh, kind of miss that big display. You know, it's kind of like what we saw at the very beginning of the Switch. But like, you know. I mean, Booth Babes preceded that. Yeah. So it's just always been about glitz and glamour. And that's just, a th- that's really a thing of the past at public events like this. Like without the public, without the content creators, who cares? Like you have a bunch of stiffs and suits going through these like mm-hmm. crazy you know, detail events and they are just like, cool, but they don't react like the public would to that same fanfare, I guess. So it's like, I don't know. It always kind of felt like E3 was let's just cater to the press and make them real excited with us. And then they're going to like have a better impression of whatever we have to show. You know, it actually transforms downtown LA every summer. Oh yeah, John. Like, John was there. I mean, we have videos like, of you walking around and looking at shit and all that. You live like there. It's, yeah, it's it's huge. Like like you, you know, you walk around. Imagine walking around downtown Chicago, and every ad you see is for a video game. And the people that you walk around in the street, you're walking around the streets. You see people with the lanyards, like hundreds of people. Uh, you know, thousands of people. So to just imagine that you know just suddenly not being there that would leave a big a big hole a big vortex for some for somebody to come in and just basically do the same thing who was it saint thomas aquinas who said everyone has a e3 shaped hole that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there'd be a void that would have to be replaced and that's where what's his face video game award guy steps in but right. um no I, I i i i know i'm being a bit cynical i just it was always a precedent. It was a precedent first and foremost. In fact, it wasn't just video games originally. It was everything electronic and um, entertainment based. And it was very exclusive. And it changed through time because it became a legitimate source of info. Like Trey said, there was like a sometime in the first two weeks of June, you would know what was happening with what you liked because it was there. I, I mean, so th- that's gone. I want, it, I want it back, but I don't mourn it if it's gone forever. I, I never will. I mean, it's it's like a lot of things. I mean, it's like it's like San Diego Comic Con, which used to be about mm-hmm. books and comics, and now it's all about movies and shit. You know, like yeah, stuff change or whatever. Things changes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm really I'm really interested to see what it becomes later, and we'll talk about it whenever it happens. But I do want to say one more thing before we go here. I am very happy that Konami is saying that Metal Gear Solid Three 
will be back on the e, back on the 3ds eShop, which I was uh, so mad it wasn't there. And now I'm gonna buy it once it's back on there. So, I will buy it, and as they'll well. probably sell it for fucking five dollars because because the 3ds eShop is going under the way. But Metal Gear Solid Three is my favorite Metal Gear Solid of all time. So I love that game so much, and I felt really bad that I I actually played the demo of it on 3ds, and it's really good. And it has some really cool shit, like you know, there's the part where Snake loses his uh, it loses his eye in it, and apparently in the 3ds one, the 3D stops working once you lose your eye. So like, oh, that's cool. It's got some cool shit in it, and plus it's like I said, it's my favorite game. I think it's the best Metal Gear Solid there is. I at one point I wanted to get a tattoo of uh, Metal Gear Solid Three on my arm because I was that into it, but it's yeah, I'm I'm I can't wait to buy that on 3ds when it comes back, and it's like. And it's like what the 35th anniversary of Metal Gear and all that since 1987. Mm-hmm. So cool. But yeah, that concludes our episode. Thanks everybody for listening to us. Episode 329. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. You hear our bonus episodes. We have a, uh, we put up a one about our favorite pinball games. And of course there's the WART radio wrap up and all that stuff on there as well. Lots, lots of good stuff on the Patreon. Check that out. And, um, and also, we're on uh, we're on YouTube.com slash Podcast or Twitch.tv slash Podcast for occasional streams and stuff like that. And, um, yeah. Oh, also, uh, you know what? There's one thing I want to read before we go. Um, we did get a comment from a, from a listener last week oh. who I pretty much kind of called out <laughs> just, just to ask about um, specific things. So last week, I was talking about uh, getting get, being able to unlock Shulk as a, as a blade on Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and our listener 3D responded, uh, Unfortunately, Shulk and Fiora are locked behind a level 99 challenge and post-main game to access. It might be possible to carry them into main game, all into main game, all rest, new game plus, but I cannot verify that personally. So I was asking if any of the listeners knew about how to get Shulk into the game, like through the DLC and all that, and apparently you can't get him in there until after you beat the game. So, thanks for letting us know on that. I'm definitely not doing New Game Plus on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I do like that game a lot. I mean, I think the game's good, but I don't think I'll. If I play it again, it's not going to be anytime soon. That's for sure. So, <laughs> so you know. But thanks for the response on that. But yeah, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, John Nitter, and don't forget you can find Jeremy and I at JMaxStack and at nintendo underscore domain at twitter which has defeated wario he will not own it now apparently it's been under the thing i don't know they're suing him to try to get him to buy it still so yeah i know it's back and forth but hopefully it's not there but yeah thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next week see you